You are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chomp Cast. Um, no rehash here today, as we have an all-new, top-of-the-line Chompcast for you. Sort of. Because the topic of the show today is the Nintendo Switch, and how we feel about so many retreads and Wii U games resurfacing on the Switch. Good, bad, and different? Our Instagram community will weigh in on this topic with us. Um, Josh has once again left me with my jaw wide open, gasping in shock, and no, he didn't drop his pants. It was something he said about Shadow of the Colossus. Fish confesses his undying love for Monster Hunter, despite Morgan's objections. And for the BioBreak article this week, we touch base with the magical little sea creature, the Cuttlefish. Not to be confused with Cuddling Fish, which is also fantastic. We had the results of our epic battle between Charizard and Blastoise, and much, much, much more. But let's get to some quick intros for people who are checking out the show. Get us warmed up a bit. Um, you know, in the spirit of Nintendo recycling much of its Wii U lineup for the Switch and people loving it, I thought, hey, let's take a book from Nintendo's playbook and let's do the same thing. Let's recycle one of my favorite fish jokes from last year. I mean, we have many new listeners that just may have missed out on some of our 2017 fish joke gems. So uh, it seems appropriate. So in the spirit of the show, up first from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp. This is a true story. Our next co-host faked a demonic possession. Yes, he faked being possessed by a demon for several weeks so that his friends and family would call a local priest to his home just so the priest could tie him up to his bed and slap him around. Fetishes aren't as cheap as they used to be, are they, Fish? Anthony Fisher joins us. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, well, that, that's actually a very cheap thing. I mean, the church, and church just works for donations, so you don't necessarily have to put anything into that pot. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, okay. So you're saying you're not donating, you're just taking. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a, I'm in dire need of, you know, some spiritual healing. <laughs> some sp- you know, it's, it's a good kink. I'll give you that. Spiritual, sexual. It's all the same, right? You know, you're crafty. I'll give you that. But I just, I don't know. If if there is an afterlife, I hate to see the man who gets judged for (laughs) bringing in a priest to just fulfill some of those fantasies. Uh, Is there a place lower than hell? (laughs) It's called marriage. Have you been to 4chan? (laughs) Oh, no. 4chan, we got marriage. I I like that place. I think that sums up their personalities, too. Um, Shay says marriage, and then Josh says fortune. It's <laughs> the thing worse. Uh, the sad thing was, before the show, I asked J- Fish if there was like a favorite joke I could use for this, and he was just like, I don't really remember any of them, man. I was like, what the hell? What the hell? That is a slap. Just <sighs> typical Fish, man. In one hole and out the other. That's what she said. Anyways, thanks for being here, Fish. Um, glad to have you on the show, as usual. Thank you. Kinky bastard. Next up, live from the mean streets of Japan, Shay Layton is here, the professor. And, you know, Shay's been kind of quiet this week, so I didn't have a lot to go off here, but 
Uh, no, I know you're a big NBA fan. Shay, are you brief jazzed about this uh, NBA All Star Weekend or what? Yeah, um, I'm. I'm actually pretty excited. Um, I'm hoping that the All Star Game turns out to be an actual like game like they used to play in the old times, and I'm hoping that they take a few uh, books from the playbook and really uh, make some good plays. Take books from the playbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's take, yes. let's, let's take some books from the playbook. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? You don't even realize the joke. Damn it, you don't. What's he's the joke? At the very beginning, you meant to... <laughs> at the very beginning, you said, I'm going to take a book from the book. I think you meant to say a page from the book. So the three of oh, us yeah, were yeah, laughing okay. at you. Gotcha, gotcha. Saying that. I thought that was just like an early <laughs> podcast jitter, and you misspoke no, or something. So, no, no. all right, I got gotcha, you. No, I got gotcha. you. Do you do you get no, excited about like the like the dunk contest and all that stuff? <laughs> Not really. I mean, like it used it used to be exciting back in the day. It's just I think now it's it's difficult to be original with something like that. So it's just to me not as exciting anymore, sadly. And I think, I think that's like you know just a jaded thing. I'm old now, so I've I've seen enough dunk contests in my life. But you're old. What are um, you? Twenty three? Twenty four? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pushing a, <laughs> a nice eighteen so, years of age. Back in my day, <laughs> I was watching Jordan yeah. on YouTube. No, I got. I, got I remember rich. back in two thousand one when. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. God, actually, 2001 does sound like a long time, Josh. Does. <laughs> it does sound. Um, Josh it's is funny, not I, wrong. I miss the, uh, like, my favorite thing is whenever, like, when I'm watching a highlight and someone goes for the dunk, like, they get a good steal or something, the lane is open, and the crowd gets on their feet, and the announcers are in a tizzy, and the bench is up, and then they just totally, you know, miss the dunk. It just bounces right off the rim, and it's, like, the most embarrassing, awkward thing there. Yeah, like, there. On Shaq and the Fool this week, there was three missed dunks. There's like two people wow. going up for the dunk, and they go to slam, and it bounces off the back and just flies out of bounds. And then Dwight bounces. Howard, he he did the sweet ass post move, and he jumped up to dunk it, and the the front of the rim blocked his dunk. It was awesome <laughs> and hilarious. He didn't get I, enough I love, jump. It's just like the- yeah, it's like an awkward moment where it's like, oh, you thought you were so badass, and it, it reminds me that we're all human, you know, even the. Uh, Genetic freaks that get paid millions of dollars. <laughs> We're all human. That's true. That's and when true. I think of like missed dunks, it reminds me of like the f- the first time you know you go to have like doggy style with your partner, and you know they they roll over, the lane is wide open, the crowd is on their feet, the announcers are in a tizzy, boom, bounces right off the asshole. And so, so that's I think we've all been there. Am I right? Uh, you know, I'm not in the I don't have announcers. But... <laughs> what? You need to get. You need Hopefully, to get they're the like auctioneers. Wish. Hopefully, they're auctioneers. Oh, and he's taking off the pants. He's taking on the pants. Oh, he's got the button undone. Oh, he's zipping down. Oh, he's got the zipper down. Oh, he's pulling the pants down all the way around the ankles. Oh, now he's taking the socks <laughs> off. Oh, now he's getting the underwear off. Oh, he's putting the condom on. Oh, he's putting the lube in the butt. Oh, and he's going to get in there. Oh, he misses it. <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else? Want to get in? Want to get in on this butthole well, action? I want to get in on this butthole action. Oh, I'll no, 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 no. Sold. <laughs> I that that just sounds like anxiety ridden. I can't have anyone yelling at me as it is. You know what I mean? I don't need more sexual anxiety. Too much pressure. Just, imagine <laughs> if there's like ten auctioneers 
just at once announcing your sexual play to just each one just doing mm-hmm. a different thing. You know, this is tangential, but on that note, Shay, I was reading like a lot of porn stars that get into the industry say they uh, if you want to get in the industry, you have to practice having parties or having sex at parties. You have to get used to having sex in front of crowds of people. Like that's how they like, you know, get used to that strange pressure. And I thought that was weird. Like one day, like, you know what? I want to get into the porn business. Let's see if I can have sex at this party while a bunch of strangers watch me. It's, 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 I think that's a good, I think that's a good icebreaker. That's called an internship. Um, yeah, internship. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. If I could have your attention. Um, at this point in time in the party, <laughs> we'd like to invite everyone into the living room where I will drop trowel and place my bare ass on the glass table where this kind lady, uh, what's your name again? Susan. Susan. Uh, no correlation. Official Susan. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, go, go, go with Karen, please. God damn Karen. <laughs> Susan it is. <laughs> we'll sit down onto my um, erected genitals, and we will be in coitus for the next 30 minutes. Please grab a beverage of your Thank choice. You. <laughs> They're just like slowly eating like off the hors d'oeuvre and train. Don't crowd <laughs> around the area. Uh, if you can't get a good of line, line of sight, there's actually a live feed set up underneath this glass coffee table uh, to be projected <laughs> on all the television screens around the house. Or the so. balcony. <laughs> if, you, if you need to have be, a smoke during the intercourse, please step on the balcony and have your cigarette. Be forewarned, though, that if you sit in the prime viewing of underneath the glass table, there may be a turd crowning. Oh, that is, no, that too is far. Pleasure. God damn it, Shay, you took it too far. <laughs> that, that was too far. Come on, you crossed the line. Not the uh, magician's assistant being Susan. Too much, there's too much... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that fish. I was like, I was trying to make a name off the top of my head. I was like, name, 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 Susan. All right, we're just going with that. It's, a, it's actually a very I mean, common your name, wife is the I first guess. thing on Shay's mind. It's not a big deal, really. I mean, Ugh, uh, she's I always like on my mind. <laughs> uh, you know, that's too much. A- we need to move on. That's too much asshole talk. Um, <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> let's move on to the rest of the show. Yeah. The segment which we like to assholes, call Josh. Asshole Talk. Yeah. You, damn it, you stole my transition, Shay. You heard me starting my transition, and you I jumped did. in, and you stole it. <laughs> Speaking of assholes. It's an asshole move. Real yeah, asshole a, It's move. a real asshole move. It's a really shitty yeah. thing to do. <laughs> my anger is crowning. All right, so that doesn't really make sense. I don't know. Uh, up next, from Michigan, the one and only Joshua Fowler, of course, is here. Um, I don't know. Josh has been sending us a lot of pictures of himself smoking cigars this week, a lot of cigar porn. Um, so now I've just all week I've really wanted a cigar, like really badly. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you watch a movie and someone's eating something and you're just like, I just I want that now. So thanks, Josh. Oh, yeah, that's how McDonald's well, gets you, you to order the McRib again and again. That's true, and even though you and all never Morgan wanted one, is porn. <laughs> so all <laughs> no he wants to no eat one is pussy. Never... I, I think, whoa, 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 let's, <laughs> I, I don't know, Josh, I've had the McRib before, it was, this is all right, but I think you're right, there's something to that. Yeah, it's, I it's order the McRib every time it comes back out, and I've never once enjoyed it. Yeah. But I order it every God time it comes it. out. So fuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I want a McRib now. <laughs> right you, now. And our <laughs> listeners want one too, you want mm-hmm. that McRib. 
You want it? No, I don't. Ugh. I haven't been to McDonald's in forever. I'm living a clean life, Josh. I haven't touched McDonald's in probably like over a year. So okay. he says as he, yeah. As I what? As I what? You don't no, like me know. to reveal your workplace, so I will not. No, no. Well, I mean, no. I will well, not. I, mean, I did not hit her. I did not. I. I'm gonna oh, say this. Mark. I don't. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not because I think we, you know, I eat great or anything. Just can't do it. Even I have a threshold. But anyways, um, glad you're here, Josh. Hmm. And uh, definitely have some good debates to get to. Um, and of course, I am Morgan Barnes from Montana, and I'm excited for today's show. I mean, nothing too exciting for me. I was going to say I did get a near shirt that I've been wearing constantly. I've been wearing it for five straight days. I got... <laughs> How far was it? Um, what's that? How far was it? Yeah, that's such a bad joke. <laughs> I got a, I got a near atomic shirt. Uh, oh, that was good joke. enough for me. That's, that's that like, was, that's that such a, a dad, joke. dad God joke. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, it just has two B on it. I'm in, like obsessed with that. See, I have this <laughs> weird problem. I don't buy a lot of clothes. I'm kind of like a minimalist, and but so like when I do buy something I like, I like have this weird thing where like. I want to wear it all the time, but I'm afraid to wear it because I'm worried I'm going to, like, damage it or get it dirty mm-hmm. or something. It's like this strange yeah. OCD that you, I have. You know the secret to that? Buy multiple copies of your shirts. Of, this, of the same thing? See, mm-hmm. I've done that before, and it's weird. Yep. I feel weird doing that. I currently have, I think, three or four extra copies of shirts at the moment, or the ones that I wear most often. So. Man, that's such a Josh thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's now my and my girlfriend got me a Cuphead shirt. They get ripped off of me a lot. It's, it's really I don't know. Oh, okay. So the shirt's it's more practical than anything. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry about that. I just don't. I don't (laughs) want to take the time to take it off. Mm -hmm. Anybody got time for that shit? It enhances the sex (laughs) with you, Josh. The passion. (laughs) The passion. Um. But yeah, so now I'm just walking around thinking I'm all cool because I'm wearing a near automatic shirt. My my goal is that if someone sees me and they know what it is. It'll spark up an interesting conversation, um, but that hasn't happened yet. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm just I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the day that you're wearing that shirt and someone comes up to you and is like, "That game fucking sucks," and just walks off. I'd be, I would just I would say something totally dumb, just like, "Oh, really? Well, maybe we should go listen to my opinion on episode seventy four of the Chompcast. You can find us on iTunes." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to be arguing with fuck. you. Plugging. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> just gonna break their brain um but no it's it's interesting how today's topic of the show came about too because lately we've been trying to get the community involved but also thinking of interesting things to talk about during some of these slower weeks and i thought about the nintendo direct and what's been going on a lot lately and it really just got me thinking about the nintendo switch and how incredibly popular it is i have a poll that i did on nintendo switch as well that I will get to in a little bit. I put it on the at sword chomp Instagram page every Tuesday. I'm running a, a bunch of fun polls as well. So it got me thinking about this interesting idea, this Nintendo switch. There's so much that's coming out on. This is like an older game that came out on another console or is a Wii U retread from, you know, the uh, Wii U, which of course was kind of a, I wouldn't say a disaster for Nintendo, but it was a kind of a failure and people are just eating it up. They love it. I mean, the switch, the console itself, people are just obsessed with it. It's, 
it's just this incredible phenomenon and no one really seems burned by it. Now, here's my exact phrasing. I think it's a good way to set up the topic because my exact phrasing on this is important. I don't want to sound like I'm sort of sort of like hater or I'm really down on it or anything like that. I was just a bit bummed. And that's what I put on Instagram. I said, look, uh, question of the week. I'm a bit bummed when, you know, because I realized that the games that are coming out this year for the Switch that I'm most looking forward to are the Dark Souls remaster, which looks pretty neat, and the Wii U Donkey Kong Country game that they're putting out on the Switch. Tropical Freeze. And I'm mostly looking forward to people like Fish um, get, trying it out, so friends and stuff. So I basically asked, you know, is there any first-party announced titles for the Switch that you're excited for this year? Does the rehash of Wii U games bother you? Like, would Sony and Microsoft be able to get away with this? Because it's a very unique thing. Um, so I guess my opening point here and we have a lot of cool comments to use from our, our incredible community, would just be that I, I feel like this is one of the few times I can remember a system being an apology of sorts. Um, the Nintendo Switch is basically an apology for the Wii U in a lot of ways. Sort of a, an I'm sorry from Nintendo. You know, it's a, it's a revamped version of what they sort of wanted the Wii U to be. Nobody bought the Wii U and there's a bunch of uh, pretty solid games on it that they're basically recycling now. Um, so for a bigger audience and I can't remember the last time I saw like a console that kind of flamed out and then they just tried it again. Right. You know, like, uh, you know, it didn't really work out this time. Let's just take another stab at it. And then let's also recycle a lot of these games. I mean, the Dreamcast totally just flamed out after it failed. Sega was like, all right, we're done with this. We're just not going to make consoles anymore. So it's, it's just interesting thing to me, the, what this system has become. And it's an, it's an awesome system. But the idea of what we're seeing here and how people are not annoyed by it because most of them didn't play the Wii U. But that's sort of my opening thought. I wanted to go around the uh, room here, the proverbial room, and kind of get you guys' opening thoughts or how you feel about this topic in general as far as all these older games or uh, Wii U games resurfacing on the Switch. Uh, Josh, I'll throw it to you first. I know you and me were both, you know, you're a big Wii U supporter, uh, the big Nintendo guy. How do you feel about all of this? I mean, I'm mostly fine with it because... I'm not going to be playing any of them since I already have them on the Wii U for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but again, like you said, since no one, no one had a Wii U, it's, it's really good that they're re-releasing some of these games that were so good um, that just nobody played. Um, that, and it's really not that big of a percentage compared to what you're saying. So, I mean, it's... Most most game companies actually do this. Mm. All the re-releases and stuff for games yeah. is yeah fairly common. It's, it's strange like, uh, that they're giving it a big spotlight. That's that's the biggest difference. That Nintendo's like, hey guys, look at this this you know ten year old game you can play. That's, yeah. I think, the biggest difference that they're... But why is that? Wait, Fish, go ahead. Get your point in there first. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like, X Xbox has been re-releasing, you know, backwards compatible 360 games to their Xbox One. And, like, everybody's clamoring for that. I mean, Nintendo's looking at that, that excitement for older games being brought onto a new console. It, it, it only makes sense that they, they would kind of uh, go with the flow of the industry and kind of captured um, some more people and grabbed their attention with certain games. Like, it, someone might be very devoted to Bayonetta and want to play that game, so they'll 
actually want to go out and get a Switch and play it on the newest console out there. Yeah. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially with, like, especially with Bayonetta 2, since that one was a Wii U exclusive, like, a lot of people played the original Bayonetta, and then whenever, you know, Nintendo got the license for it and had Bayonetta 2 just on the Wii U, a ton yeah. of people missed that. And since they have Bayonetta yeah. 3 coming out... I did. Hopefully this year, although we'll see if that happens. Might not show up until next year. But with that showing up soon, they're going to want to get people excited about Bayonetta again. So re-releasing well, Bayonetta 2 is that, a they're, good idea. They're spot- you said it yourself. They're spotlighting these old games, which is a bit odd. Like, they'll throw a direct and, like... 90% of the games you'll see in there will be older games that they're making a big deal about. Like, mm-hmm. this is a big deal for us. And it, that's odd, though, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it is strange. It's strange that they are focusing on that that much. But I, I do think it's because nobody played them on, uh, on the Wii U. Um, or that's all they like, have. We're just the outliers. <laughs> like, Fair enough. The, the two of us are the only two people in North America who actually had a Wii U. So. Which, which is a point I'll get to in a second, but I want to throw it to Shea first. Uh, I know even though he doesn't have a Switch, I'm sure he has a, an opinion on this whole situation that we're seeing. Well, maybe it's somebody who's looking to buy one, if that's something that influences his opinion at all. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Shay. Well, let me, let me just tell you right now, Morgan, that uh, oh, I think this go. is a really big problem with the industry, just the rehashing of video games. I'm, just, I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm sick of it. I am sick of the companies just preying on the consumer. Um, in all seriousness, <clears throat> I think one big thing that we haven't really talked about is backwards compatibility. Uh, you look at, you know, like the Xbox, Xbox 360 era, initially the PS2 to PS3 era, um, and even the GameCube to Wii era, that a lot of those games were backwards compatible. And um, I I think that they've kind of done away with that because they realize, oh, well, we can resell these games with a little bit updated graphics and make money. And it's not a bad thing. I, I don't think, like, ideally... So it's not bad for you, okay. I don't think so because it gets like since games aren't going up in price, they got to make money somehow. And if they just update graphics a little bit, that's good enough for a lot of people. And especially with them not doing backwards compatibility. Ideally, I'd like backwards compatibility, but that doesn't get companies money and that doesn't keep companies in business either. And especially with uh, the Wii U going to the Switch where they went from disc back to the little game cartridges, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense that they're remaking a lot of those games because they aren't backwards compatible. Yeah. And like you guys were saying, a lot of people missed a lot of Wii U titles. So, of course, they got, yeah. they got to remake them so people can play them because there were some gems that people missed. Yeah, but that doesn't normally happen. You don't like, it's not like when the Nintendo 64 came out, they were issuing all these super, well, that's a, that's a bit bad example because that was a big jump, but it's not like, you know, normally Nintendo's not focused on the past. They're always sort of moving forward to the future and the, and it is what it is. And usually they'll have like an online really? store, like a, um, yeah, well, this is what I mean. They'll have like, if you miss something, normally you can go to like their, um, what are they called? Their eShop or something. And you can like download a version of a game from like an older system or something like that. It's not necessarily like re recycled resold and highlighted as like a brand new thing um can you have an example like what what do you think why are you looking at me like that 
I I like respectfully, and I understand your point you're trying to make. I respectfully just completely disagree with you. Nintendo has all been always been about recycling things. You look at one of the best, the games regarded as one of the best games for uh, Super Nintendo, which is Super Mario Worlds, or not Worlds, but uh, what was the one that had all the all the Mario games where they just basically oh, just All Stars, st- yeah, All Stars. Thank you. They just stuffed all those Mario games in there. I mean, they've always been about that, always recycling. And that's not a bad thing, because people people miss titles because there have been so many Nintendo systems and there have been so many obscure outlets for games for Nintendo. So I I think Nintendo's always been about that, and Nintendo's also always been about kind of, I don't want to say riding the coattails, but uh, use, like using their flagship few token games that, appeal to everyone like you look at mario and zelda those games they, they are constantly making games for that you know and well it's... but okay well how about this i i will see your point i will say i i, resp- I think that that's a very specific example of them sort of making like a greatest hits bundle or but it's a repackaging so you're saying you've seen it before it's not that shocking to you let's say i buy that right let's say let's say i accept that hmm. what about the more interesting argument that that's all that they are offering is that right? So like, it's one thing to repackage Mario, but if let's say Josh, we look about the, the new games that are coming out this year, right? What on the slate of releases, as far as like big Nintendo games, are you looking forward to? That's like new. Well, I mean, Bayonetta three, if it comes out, which if it comes out, if it comes out, that one could be end of the year. Don't have a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the third, no more heroes game sounds really good because they're finally getting pseudo 51 like back into it um, but there's nothing on that that wasn't in their direct they haven't been talking about that that's it's like supposed a, to be out this year from his site and stuff they haven't released a lot of information on it but yeah yeah and you and if i may interject you got to remember game companies right now are doing that thing where they're taking less time to announce games sometimes they're just dropping games that's starting to become a hot thing to do in gaming world i mean it's been it took over the music world and now starting to take over the game world. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are some big name titles dropping for Nintendo this year. They're just going to wait till E3 or they're just giving it less time before they say anything. Well, that that's something we're going to get to later with some of our comments. But that's still an unknown, right? And that's why that's a good segue into our first comment, which is directed mostly at me. Um, a, an aggressive comment, I would say. Um, but we, I love the passion. So, I mean, if anyone's out there that you know i'm okay with that if you want to come at me in a playful or fun way or you disagree with me like i i love that stuff um but so the the first comment that was left on our instagram page that i wanted to address he said um the bagel one said dude come on just ignorant thinking e3 is on the horizon plus kirby star allies and yoshi coming out before then don't jump to conclusions so and then uh, after I responded to him, he said, it's just kind of foolish to think that they have nothing slated for the second half of the year. There have been many rumors about the Pokemon Switch that's almost done, um, and they will probably have a big E3 game. So I know that he may think I'm both foolish and ignorant, but I want to thank him for the comment. Um, I Look, I hope that he's right, because that would be, E3 has to have a lot of announcements, right? But how much confidence do you have that anything announced in E3 is also coming out this year? You know what I mean? And we're still waiting for an announcement to get excited for something this year, like other than the older games. So that's my point. There's no big games they've announced their Nintendo Direct was what last month. 
and it was kind of empty, at least to me. So yes, he thinks E3 could have something big, right? I hope so. Nothing would make me happier than a Pokemon. Can you imagine that? A Pokemon game dropping on the Switch this year? But I mean, that's not Nintendo. Nintendo will un- probably announce it and then it would release next year, I would think. I'm mm. hoping a new Pikmin game is in the cards for this year because if a new Pikmin game comes out for the Switch, I'm fucking all over it. I love Pikmin. God, that's so weird. Pikmin of all yeah. things. Breath of the Wild doesn't get you to go get a Switch, but Pikmin does. <laughs> I'm just that kind of guy. God, you, you totally are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, how, how do you feel about this fish, that comment, and also just the idea of kind of what's going on here? Um, you're, you're a Switch, like, you play your Switch all the time. I know that you love it. Like, mm-hmm. what's your confidence level for this year from what you know, what you're hoping is going to come out, all that stuff? Well, uh, looking at the Switch last year, like, their, li- their launch lineup was pretty pathetic. Um, granted, Breath of the I Wild did- was pathetic? No. Well, that's the thing oh. is... You better check yeah, yourself, was... fish. That was still <laughs> infinitely better than the PS4 <laughs> launch, though. Well, when the PS4 yeah. launch had the, the, the Last of Us remake. That's true. For about yeah. the first year, that was the only thing to play on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And Xbox One still haven't released any games, which is strange. I don't know exactly what their <laughs> business model is. <laughs> Xbox had One hasn't launched yet. They're still yeah, working oh, okay, on their all launch right. lineup. It's still Project Scorpio right now. Yeah, 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 we're still waiting for the final name. Uh, No, back before I knew that uh, Zelda was actually a good game and started playing it, um, the lineup did look pretty small. Um, But they they slowly started, you know, releasing games and uh, realized that they had to get a library out there to try and get people to actually buy this console, whether it be uh, remakes or ports over from the wii u and i i I think that's a pretty smart thing to do like granted you know they they didn't sell as many wii u's and the switch is selling like a hot cake just a Mm -hmm. just a thought of just having a handheld console you know that you can uh plug up to your tv or take on the go like their their consoles were selling you know very fast and i'd imagine like people want some uh, a whole bunch of different games on there so no but you i don't care about people fish i care about you well that's not true i do care about people i i i want to know you i'm talking to you fish i don't need you to speak for all of humanity here i want to know how you feel about this lineup how you feel about what we know right now well 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 i think they're 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 doing a great job right now like i'm excited for nintendo labo right now like that's really? you're excited new? for cardboard. All right. Yes, it, it's it's unique. It's something for kids to fucking get Are you into. A kid? Like, uh, I have a kid, so I might as well be one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so, no, oh, they, they're doing a lot of exciting stuff with that system, and the system itself is just very easy okay. to pick up and just play with. Um. So so, so you're you're oh, sounds like you're so that's your case. You're gonna you're gonna say you're excited about this year because of Nintendo Labo. That and it this year's just begun more. And Super time. Meat Boy Forever. You are all so, forgetting that game is coming. Well, that'll out be this on year. other things though. I'm talking about like exclusives. Well, yeah, you didn't say that. So, so you're confident in what E3 will provide and what you think they're going to deliver at the end of the year. I'm confident in what their yeah what E3 has to bring for us. Um, and they still have to launch their online platform, their paid subscription. 
which um which does look cool that looks cool yeah 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 their subscription is also very affordable i think it's like 20 bucks for a year um which is and they'll like, have like classic games you can play like mm, donkey kong yeah. country we've been trying exactly. to get you to play <laughs> there you go i might just pick up that game uh, with yeah. the subscription when is that launching that, i'm gonna so. google that right now while you're talking fish when is that shit yeah. september uh it, yeah it comes wow. out this fall they said That's a long time so All right. i mean you you can only <sighs> imagine that they're going to come out with something that will be online other than I yeah think the they're going to have to have some sort game. of big yeah, new gonna... online game because at the moment the big online games are Splatoon, Splatoon and ARMS. Yeah. That's, that's about yeah. it. Ugh. They're going to yeah. need, which are both great, Hopefully. but they're going to need something it's... new to make you want to pay for that when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. That's true. I'm yeah. hoping they release the sequel um, this year, Legs. We can only mm-hmm. hope. <laughs> well, and some of those things... <laughs> oh, God, that's a dad joke, too. Um, you know, it's... I, it's not that I don't like we were talking about earlier with the Pokemon like dropping potentially. If you guys remember that, uh, remember E three last year, they were basically just like, "Hey, we're working on a Pokemon game." They couldn't even give us a goddamn screenshot. So it's it's hard for me to think that if there's not even a screenshot out right now, that I'm suddenly gonna be playing that game before the end of the year. So that's um, like Square but, Enix level. How how does that make uh, sense? Revealing. They've already made all the art they'll ever use for Pokemon game for the next four and a half decades. Why, why would you need... <laughs> oh, God, stop it. Yeah, stop it. How about we put the Blastoise Blaster on his, where his penis should be? <laughs> oh, that's been that was, done. That was a very that was why did I even that, that was a very that? rough joke for you to get out me. there, Fish, wasn't it? <laughs> just just, just put in the penis area. <laughs> Real clever, Fish. Real fucking clever. Thank you. Fish, do you have a comment that uh, from the Instagram community that stuck out to you that you wanted to read and discuss a little bit? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that. I'm glad you did it. <laughs> just, uh, thank you. you just keep asking. Can... Uh, actually, KR Sokol says, I'm actually pretty happy with Nintendo re-releasing Wii U games. I never had the console, and I'm excited to try out Bayonetta 3 as well as Bayonetta 2. It's also too early to say how much, or it's also too early to say much, but I'm also hoping for a new Pokemon game as well, which um, I agree with him. Like, I, I never owned the Wii U, so um, a lot of these Wii U games that they're porting over are brand new to me, so uh, I like that they're actually building up their library. Good for even, you! Good even, for you and everyone else that didn't waste $300 on a Wii U like I did! <laughs> They're not going to be able to release everything, though, because there are quite a few games where you're using the touchscreen yeah. and the screen at the same time. Like, for, for yeah, example, the Pikmin matter, that though. came out for the Wii U specifically uses both. Like, they really couldn't port it directly to the Switch without some major changes. Um, and as among, among others, there, there are several games that you're just, people mm-hmm. are going to miss out on. Mario Maker is one of them, probably. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people say that. I guess you use the touchscreen to actually build the levels, and you can yeah. well, have it play out on screen. I could see that working, yeah, without the touchscreen. But but yeah, there are quite a few where mm. like one player is using the touchscreen and everyone else is playing on the TV and and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. That they just, it just can't be done on the Switch. Um, yep. Yeah, there are very few of those, but 
quite a few of those that did actually go all in on the Wii U functionality are actually good. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I guess I jokingly say that, and and I I'm, I guess here's the weird thing about this system for me. I'm happy for people like Fish that get to play Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze maybe for the first time. I'm happy for people like my daughter and my girlfriend. But as someone who's followed Nintendo forever, I'm a bit bummed. I'm not, like, unhappy. I'm just a bit bummed because a lot of the things coming out, I played on other systems or I played on the Wii U. No. So when I look at this year... It's, I feel a little bit burned by supporting them. So this, a lot of what they're doing, I feel like is maybe big, bigger picture, but for people like me that stuck with them and bought a Wii U, it just feels like they're just, it's a lot of rehash and that, that's kind of a bummer, you know? Yeah. But it, it, I also don't think it takes that much manpower and time to actually get those ported over to the Switch. I mean, it's a Nintendo, so they, they know what they're working with and it's from one console to the next. Um, How's that a positive? I, well, they're not wasting their time necessarily. Like, yeah, they're probably it, still working you, on other stuff. It's not like yeah, how, yeah. How, how could you be mad at them re-releasing games to boost sales of their console to get people more well, excited? Because or, they haven't announced anything this year that I can write down and say I'm looking. At, like, I know Red Dead's coming out, right? And that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of other big games coming out. We know Far Cry. There's a lot of other big games that are coming out this year. We've talked about on our most anticipated show, God of War. That we had tons of games, right? Meat Boy's coming out, but that's going to be on other things. Like as far as like when yeah. I think about the reason yeah. I bought the Switch, there's not a lot that there's nothing that they've announced that I'm excited for. That's that's new yet. Yet, yeah. I guess that's the key word with E-Morgan is yet because, yeah, we still have E3 to go and I'd imagine they would come out with something big. Uh, granted, you know, yeah, they have all the success with their cells on their console. Like, But think it, about that. It's it would February. behoove me for them to not have a big showing at E3. But do you think those games will announce this year? Let's say they have an amazing showing, two or three badass games. Do you think those games are dropping this year? Uh, maybe they kept them hidden. And I mean, they're keeping them. Give me a lot of still, babies. You still guys quite me possible. I mean, they had a I, Mario and a Zelda in the same year last year. That just they don't do that, and somehow they, they did. They've been so. working on Zelda for like seven. Zelda came out on the Wii U. They've been working on Zelda for mm-hmm. like six years. Yeah. So, so it it had been they basically held on to it so they could release it yeah. with the Switch, which was smart. But I'm just saying it wasn't like. They were able to cook that thing quickly. It was been in the oven for a long time, Josh. That's my so my point is I think that their E3 will be badass. I think it will be cool. But my concern, and it's just concern, is that I'll be waiting to play those games next year, which still leaves this year kind of empty. Yeah. So it's just concern. I guess. I but I mean anything that's coming out on multiple systems, you're gonna want on the Switch. So I mean they've got that going no, no. for them. Why? Why? Well, you just assume I mean, it's a nice option, but Yeah, like any any of the smaller indie games, Meat Boy. That's coming on the Switch. Like PS4. There's no reason to ever get that on the PS4. You, you get it on the Switch and be done with it. The Switch is because not... Because then you can take game, it on the go. Playing games on the, on the PS4 controller is better. No, it's the not. Switch. Like, I love the Switch, but it's not as... That, that controller is not as tight or as accurate to me as a PS... Like, if you could play... Fish, if you could play a game using yeah. any controller out there, what controller would you choose? My penis. Okay. That's the only right. plus the PS4 has going for it right now is the D-pad. They have one of the best D-pads now that not counting the Pro Controller for the Switch. Like that is that is about the only plus mm. for the PS4. 
I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like if, if you had to pick a controller to play a game with, the Switch you're is You're not fine, picking a controller. You're... you're picking a system. Yeah. Yeah, but what's the... I would, what, because you want to play it on those... the go? Or? I would play those games on the go. Yeah, if you, you know, want to play them on the like go, go and you get it on the, the PS4, you, exactly. you have you to go back it. in time you... and buy a PS Vita. Well, yeah, my, I think a lot of people back do. Time. do <laughs> Let's do that. Back in the old days. If I can go back in time, I'm not wasting time with a PS Vita. I'll be doing some other cool shit, I'll tell you that. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are buying it for the portability. Even if people like me and Fish just kind of sit around our house and lay around on our bed and play it. Um, that's still cool, but like the portability, uh, I feel like a lot of people, if they have like a commute or something, the switch is sort of like a, a godsend for them or like a job yeah. that they can bring it to. Like mm-hmm. the portability doesn't do Absolutely. anything for me really, but I know a lot of people love it. No. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think that's speaks more to like cultural things. Like a lot of big cities yeah. are obviously going to use the portability aspect of that here in Japan. <clears throat> when I go to the city, I have an average of like a 45 minute train ride. So. It's perfect for me where if I wanted to get some Meat Boy in instead of like all that downtime, just playing pointless phone games, I could be sitting there playing a game for the podcast, you know, it's, it's a really Mm -hmm. convenient thing. And I think in general, a lot of people like that convenience. Like people are constantly when I'm on the train playing a little mobile phone game, granted, they don't want to hold a thing that's like three times the size of their phone per se all the time, but. I think it's a matter of culture. Like, if you're in a big city, you're obviously going to use that portability. No, that's a good point. I think the convenience has now overridden sort of the quality of new titles. People are like, oh, I'll take something old. I never played that, and I can take this on, on the train. So it's like Nintendo's getting away with a lot of stuff here. Like, the, the, um, the quality of the system, I feel like, is overriding the quality of the lineup, um, which you could say is contradictory because people are playing things in the lineup. But I'm talking about new quality games that they're creating for this thing um people well, love it because they're go ahead go ahead wasn't there, there there was a game that recently came out that sold more on the switch than it did whenever it debuted on the other platforms and that doesn't surprise me what was it do you remember i don't remember i uh, want to say it stardew valley but that oh uh, i could see that right. yeah that, that sounds would be right. a, well that yeah that yeah. sounds that right. and really i know that really super meat boy Super Meat Boy on the Switch actually sold almost as much, if not as much by this point, on the Switch as it did initially when it first released on the Xbox 360. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I'm not arguing that it's not smart and that people don't love it. I'm just arguing yes, you the are. quality of, <laughs> of new titles. Well, they have a what, bunch of I'm stuff, arguing. but it's a bunch of smaller stuff. Like, that's, I've got a half a page like of things, and I didn't put stuff on here that was coming out for other systems, even though. You're going to want it on the Switch, like I said earlier. Such a Josh thing to say. mm -hmm. Josh, what comment did you have before your list? What comment did you grab from the Instagram? Uh, I had one from Hurricane Colt, uh, which basically just said kind of my initial thoughts that he was really looking forward to No More Heroes 3 and Bayonetta 3, um, if if Bayonetta 3 makes it out this year, um, which, yeah, are both, you know, AAA-type games coming out this year which as far as far as triple a games those are kind of the ones that i'm looking forward to the most kirby and yoshi are probably fine but they're not really my thing Um, last time a kirby and yoshi game were fun i don't even know man they've not they've not done a great job with the series because when they first came out they had a really childlike aesthetic to them 
but the mm-hmm. gameplay was super tight. Still, they were yeah. tough. Which one are they you were fun about? to play with. Or Yoshi? Both of them. Both of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, were yeah. that way when they came out. But like over the years, that childlike aesthetic has kind of turned into oh, these are kid games. Yeah. And so they've well, just they did the been weird thing like what they just so dumb like the down. yarn games like Kirby Kirby's epic yarn and then the the Yoshi um was it you know, Woolly Yoshi's World Woolly World yeah and they had a really cool like aesthetic but like as far as like what they were pulling off of the games really weren't that interesting yeah well it, exactly like, like yeah kind of like Little Big Planet where in theory it's an interesting yeah. thing I wasn't big on Little Big Planet but um it has an interesting aesthetic, <laughs> you weren't big but- on Little Big Planet. <laughs> but um i just i just didn't like the gameplay that much <laughs> evil cackle <laughs> what are we dropping trowel here oh why don't you just trowel. lay out a cleveland steamer on my chest uh, that's a tenacious no, d reference you again that's the second time every time we're having fun knock it Shay off susan bring in Shay. <laughs> Shay, every time I feel like you were the one guy at the party Shay everyone's having a good time and you run out drunk and take a dump on the car like that was you you know you just had to ruin the party for everyone well, you know well it was uh, it was a pretty shitty car well fair point um god that may Anyways, be but so- it was still the pizza delivery guy you don't do that you just <laughs> yes, you don't do that cold that's sorry, cold, sorry about that Morgan that's not how you tip them <laughs> um, I don't think No More Heroes is a triple A game, but I definitely agree that Bayonetta would be for sure. Um, No More Heroes is cool, but it's always been kind of quirky and uh, sort of like a cult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I bet if I went up to ten people and only one of uh, that they're fans of gamers, only like one of them would know what that series is. But it's a cool series, so yeah, yeah. I mean, they there, still have a t- decent amount of other stuff. They still have that octopath traveler game that's supposed to be out this year that looks interesting if nothing else um so yeah a bunch of bunch of small stuff so yeah and like i'm thinking of their other bigger titles pokemon and um smash bros as well Mm -hmm. like those two games they haven't really said much on those um and both of those games utilize online features like uh, they they could announce one of those for this year, and I think that it, it would definitely bolster their sales on their consoles and get people out there to go out and buy a Switch. But you, I want to know about you, Fish. What's I would, get de- I would, I would definitely buy a second Switch for Pokemon, so me and my daughter can yeah. catch Pokemon together. I'm, I'm almost at that point How too. How badass would that be? I am, I'm about ready to buy a second Switch. That's how good the system <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. They're that good. My wife and daughter are, are fighting over mm-hmm. it. My God. wife and daughter fight over this. Yeah, Switch. I could really? probably buy yes. three switches crazy. just so we could all Says play the guy who Splatoon bought a PS Vita twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a dark period of my life. I sold it both times. From for for the record, I sold it both times because I'd buy it, getting excited about it, and then once I realized it wasn't very, the library wasn't very good. I would get so I always bought the Vita for the um the PlayStation one classics, like the old final mm. fantasy games and stuff. I would play them at like my job or whatever. Um, so I didn't really buy it for any of the actual PS Vita games, which is kind of fucked up. I think I played hotline Miami on there too, but um, again, much like people are using the switch for. So I get it. 
I, what I'm fascinated with is the hunger in which people are willing to devour games they might not even give a shit about because it's on the Switch. Like, oh, I'm so hungry to play something on the Switch. What is it? I've never heard of this game. I'll try it. Let's play. You know what I mean? Like, that's fascinating because people love this system so much. It's like, it's like the phone. We all have a phone, so we try a bunch of garbage phone games because it's convenient, right? And no. there's just something to be... I mean, well, you do, because... Me and Fish have spent, and Shay have spent a lot of our life playing garbage phone games mm-hmm. because Speaking of which, turn your phone off, Shay. Knock that off. God damn Knock it, it off. Shay. Cut, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are up here, big boy. Um, <laughs> Shay. <laughs> I don't know. He's, you know he, anyway, speaking of Shay, let's, let's I'm get here. him I'm out here. of his. Um, Shay, did you see a comment from the Instagram that you wanted to read and uh, yep. talk about? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the Anthonymous, uh, Nintendo had such a killer 2017, filling this year with remasters and third-party ports, along with a weird cardboard experiment. Will no way kill the momentum the Switch has built up. It may slow down, but Nintendo will be fine this year. Let's just hope for a couple sweet 2019 announcements at this year's E3. God damn it, Anthonymous. You've hit the nail on the motherfucking head. I 100% <laughs> agree with you. I agree. They had such a strong 2017. You know what? They're set. They're good. People like Morgan. Oh, so you're saying, you agree. Like you're the saying sh- they're coasting off the success of 2017 no i i am not i'm saying you know what they set themselves up they're sitting pretty they're good they know what they're doing morgan it's nintendo they know what's up they know what's up i'm just i'm being a fake fanboy no in all seriousness i think that um that they're fine i think they're gonna make some good announcements at e3 this year and i i don't really think there's much any cause of concern here i think that um, to be honest with you, I think there are going to be some games that are going to be released in 2018, and I think they're just kind of keeping them hush-hush right now, because that's kind of been uh, the game medium's MO this past year. So, I have no concerns. Yeah, and it's possible that Zelda is still selling well enough, and Mario is still selling well enough, that they're like, <laughs> we don't even need anything new at the beginning of 2018. These games are still fucking selling. Like, I bet if I went right now and looked up the top 10 video games, I would bet that either Zelda or Mario, or not both of them, are probably still in that top 10. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's most likely. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, because the Switch is still selling well, and especially with more people having access to it now, because it's easier to get. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I guess what I was would express, and I had a contrarian comment here that I'll read, and there's a couple more, and then I guess we can move on. But I guess what I was trying to say was that as of right now, with the information I was given, I'm just a little concerned. It doesn't mean they can't prove me wrong. Yeah. I would be, I would be the first person to lose my shit if they announced a Pokemon game. But for me to imagine they're going to announce cool shit and it's going to be out this year, for me, is just, I feel like that's a pretty big leap on Nintendo. Usually they announce E3 and they release the following year. So I feel like concern is, is all I'm trying to say. I'm concerned. That's all, that's all I am. I'm not, not saying I, I, feel like, I feel like E3 could be yeah. amazing, but... Well, yeah, I mean, historically, would it, yes. Would it be but so then... wrong, though? Oh, good. 
Well, Sorry, Josh. Well, you think the whole Nintendo Labo thing, we didn't hear about that until this year, and it's coming out April? Like, that's a couple months. Yeah. If that's they're willing to do true. that for whatever the hell that is, which I didn't even know what the hell it is, and I pre-ordered one. Um, that's typical Josh. I don't know what this is. I'm going to spend $80 on it because it's Nintendo. Yeah. No, no, it, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly joking <laughs> about that because it looks so Give good. Give me a Zambo fish, come yeah. on, I but, earned it. Yeah, I mean, no. it's absolutely possible that they can announce something this summer and it's coming out this year. Absolutely. Yeah, um, possible. Yeah. And on top of that, maybe Nintendo is just picking this year to kind of get everybody geared up, you know, like get all those games that were out for the Wii U released now, getting that taken care of preparing for monster mega hits to come out in 2019 that's a possibility too but that would that's my point shay that's exactly my point that wouldn't be the end of the world but it would mean that this is kind of an empty year for the switch uh two, i mean 2017 was legendary i mean not many systems can top something like zelda mario and mario kart in one year in the launch of a new console right so um it's one of the things I put on there. I said I thought Nintendo blew their load maybe too early. That's that's a normal thing to do if you're very front loaded. Um, anyways, I got a contrarian's comment here. Sorry, okay. sorry. Good. No, that's good. I was gonna say quick things. I know you guys hate talking sales, but I have to bring this up because we mentioned it. Right now, the global top sellers according to software. This is not digital downloads. Number one right now in the world is Super Mario Odyssey. That's how well that game is selling right now. Hmm. Still. Still, that's a new chart. That that was the week ending uh, into... Well, actually, this is not a new chart. That was at the very end of December. So VGCharts.com needs to update their shit. But that's a good point. That was the very end of December. Mario um, Odyssey was number one. It had already sold 7 million software copies. And Zelda was at number nine still with 5.5 million copies. So those games are going to have legs. Those, and that's going to carry them probably like yeah. um, through the beginning of this sort of uh, a quiet year. Um, but I, I am feeling a little bit bummed because I have spent a lot of, uh, I spent a lot of money on my Wii U and a lot of these re-releases are going to benefit more, um, other people. But anyways, a contrarian comment I got here, we can kind of move along from that. I think I expressed, uh, how I felt there, but, and this is, I still love the system. I mean, my daughter plays that thing. Just like Fish was saying, my daughter plays my Switch all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. Um. And it was sort of bad luck that I ended up playing Zelda on the Wii U first, because I got a lot of my, like, time out there. Dark Knight um, Cacophony says, people do tend to give Nintendo the Every hard time. benefit of the... Every time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Every time. This is... Uh. People do tend to give Nintendo the hard benefit of the doubt way too much. Why? All because they have these flagship titles that were enjoyable in our youth. Characters that remind us of the time before Bills. I think this is why we see Nintendo getting people to turn a blind eye when they get lackluster. But you look to Sony or Microsoft and people come running with the torches the moment they don't announce or show something brand new at any event. What bothers me is the lack of accountability. I love Sony personally, but I still get livid when they treat their fan base a little wrongly. Nintendo fans, you guys deserve better. So, this guy... Very contrarian point of view, but I mean, I what he's saying is that people are going to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt because they have so many memories tied up in mornings playing Mario and Zelda as a kid and Mario Kart and all those happy Nintendo friends. There's there's some truth to that, right? 
Yeah, I think, but I mean, kind of like we said, I I don't know. I still think that so few people play, so few people played the Wii U games that that's just, these are new games. These are new games for the majority of people getting the Switch. Yeah. A lot of them are younger kids that are, weren't even born in the nineties, you know, like all they know is probably the Wii, maybe the GameCube. Uh, and then, then on, you know, so yeah, like they, they haven't played any of, they don't have that pedigree that us older gentlemen have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, that, I think it, oh, good. Go sorry. Ahead. But with the re-releases that they've announced, several of them have new content. So even if you haven't, or so even if you have played it before, there's generally some reason to rebuy it. Um, yeah, for, that's Nintendo mm, trying to get you to rebuy everything. Well, for I mean, example, it's gonna work, Mario Kart. It, so when that one came out, it came out with all the DLC. I did that too. Yeah. So if you hadn't gotten the DLC, well, might as well just get the Switch version. Why don't you just funnel my bank account right into directly, uh, directly into Reggie's pants while you're at it? Why don't we just do that? Why don't we just funnel my bank account directly into Reggie's pants? How does that work? Right into his wallet. Because there's already a funnel there for other purposes. Okay, fair enough. Um, go ahead, Shay. You were gonna jump in. I, I know. No, I, I think like that's it, how he eats. There's so many. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's this funnel. Uh, there's just like different aspects. I think we kind of got got to analyze. Like, there's obviously the nostalgia is a big factor. Otherwise, they wouldn't be re- making all these games like Crash Bandicoot, Medieval, Spyro the Dragon, uh, Mario, Zelda so on and so forth like that there's there's obviously a calling for nostalgia and it's a big thing it's not a bad thing it's i I think it's a good thing because they can expand like josh was saying they can kind of expand on the 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 originals um yeah i think i think i think the second big thing is like fish was mentioning uh that it introduces it to new audiences we were talking about that with the crash bandicoot release last year that you know, these, this younger generation gets to experience something that we experienced as kids, and they may not mm-hmm. have that level of nostalgia, but they're going to get that experience. Um, and it's not going to be one-to-one, because it's going to be different from every person, and it's going to be different because of the time period. But they get to experience, like, they get to know, oh, this is why Mario is so beloved, or this is why Zelda mm-hmm. is so heralded as one of the best continuous franchises to date in video gaming history. And on top of that, I mean, with games that have such high esteem, like why why are we as gamers being jaded? Like Zelda's always been good. Uh and maybe there are people out there who don't like Zelda and that's fine. That's completely okay. But why are we putting like this in our mind? Why are we being jaded that these the these like franchises or these IPs in gaming that have been good for so long. Why, like, why do we harangue them? It's, it's, they're there for a reason because of the qualities there. And I think just as gamers, we just become jaded too often, and we're like, well, I want something new. I want something fresh. Well, you know what? We also want quality in our games as well. And if these certain IPs continuously demonstrate that, then they're going to build that fan base over time. That's why Nintendo has such the strong support that they do is because they've been building these franchises for so long 
and they're such yeah, high quality. Yeah. I mean, it's it's common sense, and yeah, yeah, it's just I I do agree with it to some regards. I think Nintendo sometimes does get passes to some degree because they are Nintendo, but at the same time, they built they've taken the time to build that strong fan base because of all the good work they've done in terms of video gaming. That's just my two cents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you think well, with they, the the Nintendo games we're the most tired of at this point is Pokemon because that's the one we see the most often. Um, mm-hmm. yep. So I, I yeah I don't know I mean I can see that the Nintendo traffics enjoy that is their currency and that is why a lot of the nostalgia happens you know, a lot of their games bright colorful happiness Christmas mornings family time that's what they traffic in they traffic in in the joy of of nostalgia. And memories, and there's people I know that don't even play a lot of games, but they will own a Nintendo system because they're like, oh, I want to be able to play Mario. It's like, remember that cheesy Switch uh, commercial that came out when they first announced the Switch and it had everyone like, hey, I'm going to bring my Switch to the rooftop party and all that stuff. And it was, it was like, it made it look like it was the system for people that hadn't bought a video mm-hmm. game system in 15 yeah. years. <laughs> Work, weren't quite sure if they were selling you a video game console or light beer. Yeah. <laughs> and And that's... I think part of um, what you're seeing here, it's sort of threaded within that. So, mm-hmm. um, couple of quick, <laughs> couple of quick uh, final comments here, and then we can move on. Jeezy uh, Armandizi says, personally, I think it's great that Nintendo is re-releasing Wii U games on the Switch. It gives someone like me who never owned a Wii U the opportunity to play some really great games. That I never got a chance. Very similar to the comment Fish read. Um, and Prime 4 is another one people remember. Which, by the way, did you guys see the weird news that Prime, Metroid Prime 4 is being developed by Bandai? It's the fucking weird that is. It's yeah. Not, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not a Retro Studios. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah it is. Well, I mean, then again, Nothing. though, like, who knows what direction they're even going to go with it at this point? I mean, it's a prime yeah. game, so I, we assume it's first person. But the other prime games were hardly first person shooters. They were kind of their own thing. Um, yeah. So I got, who knows? Um, it's completely new. It's it's yes. It could be anything. It, it yeah, may not yeah. even be a first person shooter. That's the irony. It could be and literally anything. Yeah. Under- um, a uh, couple more headquarters said, I don't think Nintendo blew their load too early. I was just trying to trick someone into saying that in the comments. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, headquarters for playing along. If anything, their fault is that now people expect too much of them every year. I believe they'll have another strong year. They'll look, uh, plenty. They'll have plenty of things to look forward to like smash four and a couple of other first party announcements. Top that with some great indies. Yeah. Um, but let's face it. Sony and Microsoft can't top that. Oh wait, it says, sorry. Top that with some great indies and some notable third-party games. And you have a solid year. Not as good as last, but let's face it. Sony and Microsoft can't top that either. Never count Nintendo out. Never. Okay. First of all, you made a lot of strong points until the end where you said Sony can't top it. Because Sony they is can't, on top, and they don't have They can't to top, top it. last year is what he said, which, no. That, that Mario and that Zelda, I, I don't think any console is going to have that again in the same year again. Nope. But and does to be the Switch honest, have No Man's let's, Sky, let's, Josh? Do they have No Man's Sky on the Switch yet? Let's be honest, you guys. We gotta pay credit. We have to pay credit to the best game 
of Switch and possibly no, of all time. Guy on the Switch. <laughs> God damn. Possibly the best game of all time, Snipper Clips. I don't think mm-hmm. any game's oh, going to top that. Oh, yeah. That's oh, so yeah. good. The, ge- so the game good. that Josh gave best art direction over Cuphead. Mm-hmm. I should put that on my fucking list. Mm-hmm. I got a list of crazy shit that Josh has said that has enraged me over the course of my life. Near, isn't that great? Yeah, I he's got him tattooed on himself. Little tramp step right above his... What is this? My my personal favorite, oh no, my personal favorite, Tomb Raider games were just tank controls with boobs. Uh, they made No Man's Sky worse with the updates. I have a whole list of terrible things that you've said, Josh. I'm just going to create a fucking board in my room. Right? Every time you say something, I'm just going to take a snapshot. Just board it up there, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to seethe about it. Yep. My, my, my mm. confusion lies in the fact that nothing you've just recited that Josh said is untrue. Well, those are those are all verifiably correct statements. I guess. <laughs> no. Um, let's see here. We uh, the big bearded nerd said, having not owned a Wii U and missing out on some titles, I was interested in during that console cycle. I, for one, am really happy to see these rehashes with the low install base of the Wii U, and I think it's a good idea to release a lot of these titles. That being said, first party sells consoles, so I'm excited for these. Nintendo should now should know by now that the winning formula is a mix of first-party heavy hitters and third-party support. So, mm-hmm. well said, bearded nerd. Um, he's saying, look, this works out great for me, but Nintendo should know by now that we need a lot of first-party games. Yeah. Well, I mean, a thin this year. to be fair, we have two coming out in the next few months that we're just kind of ignoring because they're not specifically for us with, you know, the new Yoshi game, new Kirby game. There are a lot of people who are, I'm sure, going to play that. Especially if, like we've all said, our kids are super into playing our Switch. Even though we're not into them, I can see at least one of us getting some of those games for our kids. I would try. I love, you know, the conversation about video games, so I would try anything. But Mm -hmm. it's not like, I'm just saying they're not on my radar. You know what I mean? I think most people are honest. They'd be like, well, my radar is empty, but I'm hoping it's going to have some stuff after E3. That's what everyone's yeah. basically saying. I hope E3 well, is awesome. I mean, I think there are. Yeah, I don't know. I have a half a page of games that I'm looking forward to on the Switch this year. Let's so. hear your fucking half a page, Josh. You wrote all these down. Let's give mm-hmm. you. Let's hear your half a page of games. All right, Wargroove, which is from the War... um, uh, Advance Wars already. guys. Oh, so like yeah. a turn-based okay. strategy game. I loved the Advanced Wars game, so seeing what they're doing with this new thing looks great. Ooh. You know what? I would really like a turn-based a tactics type of game mm-hmm. on Switch. <gasps> Fire Emblem. Oh, I yeah. got a Fire There's Emblem game. Fire Emblem do pretty soon. is yeah. they've they've hinted that it could be out this year. I'm not holding yeah, my breath for that. That could be an announcement. Yeah. 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 New Fire Emblem you know, game. Excited, not excited. The best franchise in tactics gaming history. Shining Force, the they one could. true, you know, the one possibly. true. Shay, I would be happy. F- They're reviving so happy some old Sega would, series for stuff. I would jump off my couch they, for you, Shay, if they announced that. I would roll around screaming for joy, but you'd be the only person that cares. Mm. You'd be the only one. You know me and like ten other people, but you know what? I'll make a deal with you. Yeah. If they announce a Shining Force game for the Switch, not only will I play No Man's Sky. For 100 hours, I will marathon 
a stream of 24 hours straight no man's sky i will only stop and i'll speak at your funeral drink how about this and any shining force related game any shot any could be a spinoff anything shining force related has to be shining i will take that bet has to be shining force has to be this year i will seal that deal 100 hours of no man's sky this year if they announce it this year I uh, yeah, it has to be this year. Okay, all right. I'll call Reggie. And then you say that's how sad. <laughs> you heard that's it here how, on the That's cast. how much Shay believes that'll not happen. Shay would never say exactly. That. <laughs> exactly. You sent me back my No Man's Sky copy. It's just sitting in your Japanese apartment, getting your used condoms flopped on it. I might as well get it back. You need some way to get those things to the trash can. they're good shovels they're good shovels (laughs) Uh, I want it back Um, god there's so many goons I'll just read two more and then we can move on Um, Muhammad said I am not sure if it's possible to beat 2017 let's see V3 bring surprises we kind of touched on that um, the Theodorus, it's still February I'm sure Nintendo has something big planned for the fall nice Pokemon game would bring a lot of attention again that would be amazing I just Hard to believe that thing will be ready to go. Um, I have a comment here from Sbastic12 says there's a very small hope for Metroid 4, but honestly, that more than likely won't come out until 2019, which I agree with. Same with Smash Brothers. Eh, that's I think they could do that this year. I think Sony and Microsoft will have to face a backlash if all that. Um, if oh here here's a good point he's gonna make. It's a good ending here. I think Sony and Microsoft would face backlash if all they came out with are remakes. I think Nintendo is going to get a pass considering they did hit it big with Zelda and Mario. Couple that with how well the Switch console has been received, and they'll get the benefit of the doubt. Um, and that's the truth. Right? If you make something great, people will give. And you, maybe you, maybe you deserve it, right? And the, at the end of the day, if you can achieve greatness, maybe you deserve the benefit of the doubt. Am I right? Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait sure. a minute. Wait a minute. There definitely both systems have done a ton of re- remakes. Like all the Assassin's Creed games, they did the Ezio collection. They did Black Flag. Black Flag was for both, right? Actually, I don't remember. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass it's, on that. It's for everything. For, yeah. Uh, they did all the Dead Rising games re-released. They they've done a ton of re-releases and remakes. But it's not I, a substitution for first-party games. You're still getting the Uncharted. You're still getting the big games like a, that I like that nobody else liked, like No No Man's Sky. Man, you're still pe- getting people forget, a lot of the other big games. People like, forget the first year of each system. There were a ton of remakes for both of those systems. Yeah, people. Just, he's not saying there are no remakes. He's just saying that they have their first-party lineup is still strong. You got your Bloodborne's stuff like that. Like he's just saying if it was. <laughs> Most I love how there's remakes. I love how there's two examples of games you can play just on the PS4, and oh, there's <laughs> oh no, that's not true. Isn't Kingdom Hearts will be a, a PlayStation yeah, 4 well, yes. too, right? Mm, um, I haven't heard. I assume it will be, but yeah, there's a and lot of, of course a lot of had, systems are doing timed yeah. exclusives now too. So maybe Kingdom Hearts yeah. will become one of those. Yeah, like Xbox had the last, like, like Xbox had the last Tomb Raider game for the first year. And then everything, everything else got it. So, yeah. Well, it's actually the quality of the exclusives. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Chase. I didn't interrupt you. No, I just say, I kind of think that's the way a lot of game, gaming companies are going to go now is timed exclusives because people, it's such a weird thing. Like five years ago, we were all clamoring as gamers to have the same games on every console because like people felt left out of the PS3 and the P uh, and the Xbox 360 games that were exclusives. And now that we have it, 
like there are reviewers saying like well the xbox one doesn't have any interesting first party games because they already have games it does every other system and it's just like wait they kind of fixed the issue that we were having five years ago and now people are clamoring about that issue it's fucking gamers can just yeah. be such well, a fickle they just, crowd. They just, it's, yeah. Yeah. Myself no, included. That yeah, that's absolutely true. Crowd. It's like, just it's, that, it's, why, yeah. why does it always have to be one or the other? Like, Xbox can't ever seem to nail both. Like, this time they got a lot of the third-party stuff, but they haven't nailed the exclusives. So if, if you can play the third-parties elsewhere, it's hard to, and, and this, I can do the mic drop right now, okay? Just look at, this is just last year, Josh. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. And just look at your own personal favorite games of the year. Shay's favorite game of the year, Gravity Rush 2, PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 exclusive. Neo, which Shay wouldn't shut up about, PlayStation 4 exclusive. Horizon Zero Dawn, which we all loved, PlayStation 4 exclusive. Near Automata, one of the greatest games of all time, PlayStation 4 yeah, exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A round of 4 Persona out of 10. Persona 5, MLB which the show loved, 18. PlayStation 4. That, I just literally named five games from last year. That are PlayStation 4 exclusive, and now I'm going to drop the mic. Okay, so now I've taken over host duties because Morgan broke his mic. So we're going to move on to the next segment <laughs> of the show. Which um, is, I, I don't to thank know. Everyone Morgan, we their... need you back. <clears throat> okay, I'm back. I'm back. I want to thank everyone for their comments, and I will try to space it up and you know read, read as many as I can each week without us just turning it into like a comment reading show. So thank you for everyone for contributing. A couple cool polls I wanted to read that I thought were fascinating the first one was just comical i thought because every tuesday if you go to the at sword chomp instagram i'm out running a bunch of fun polls and my idea with this is always just to like make it a fun thing that people can wake up and be like oh shit it's tuesday i wonder what kind of stupid polls they're running over at sword chomp um and <laughs> so one of the uh the three polls that i ran this week one of them had to do with blastoise and charizard i don't know why this came to the top of my head, but I was just like, yeah, fuck it. Um, so I said, let's be honest. Blastoise was always cooler than Charizard. And the poll came back with a resounding loss for Blastoise, which is yeah. very, yeah. very sad. No shit. Turns out, turns out our viewers are sentient. I was hoping that they were just a little bit. (laughs) I don't want to say this. (laughs) Go ahead and not finish that comment. No, I was just going to say, I was hoping that they were a little bit more Blastoise uh, affinity, affinity for Blastoise. Mm -hmm. Um, I was Hmm. hoping they maybe, okay, how about this? I was hoping they go for the underdogs. That's all I was going to say. We have the, we have the best listeners in the world, but I was hoping that they would be a little go for the underdog. All right. The the if biggest you guys voted on this poll? Biggest edge. Mm-hmm. Biggest edge that Blastoise has always had in that competition is flavor. Blastoise is a much, much tastier Pokemon than Charizard. Yeah. I don't know about that. You'd rather eat a cold turtle than a hot lizard. Yes. Huh. Oh. Yeah. You never had cold turtle soup? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. It's good. They have it in Japan all the yeah. time. Oh, Come on if over. I found out somebody ate turtle soup, they would not be my friend anymore. Hey, like, Morgan. Are you kidding me? Hey, Morgan. You're eating a turtle? Josh, don't tell hey, me you've eaten turtle it's soup. Delicious. Hey, Morgan. Oh, no. It's, it's delicious. Mm, you too? Yeah. All of us. It's good stuff. Fish? 
How did you avoid it? You used to live in the Gulf Coast. Why would I eat turtle, my favorite animal? Turtle soup was a big I thing never down eat there. My favorite animal. You've God. never eaten dog before? No. What about squirrel? You lived in the South. <laughs> no. What about human? I don't like squirrels, nor would I eat them. Yeah. I think what Morgan is trying to tell us is that he's really, really a big fan of putting hot lizards in his mouth. Yeah. <sighs> that's actually, yeah. I would. Just reptiles in general. Because, <laughs> like, that's not it, it limited was... to trouser snakes. He definitely likes trouser snakes. It... It, it was a closer vote. I don't want to give away the actual amount. A lot of people voted, but I will just tell you that it was 44 to 56. So hmm. it wasn't a complete obliteration, but it did bum yeah. me out a little bit. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, your, your, uh, your idea of Blastoise winning burnt out with uh, an ember. Oh, Someone yeah, just took a flamethrower yeah. to your idea. Anything else? You got anything else in there? Fire blast you it was out just, of the you know, water. I was going to say, it was, it was a real fire blast to hear this uh, poll. My dreams, mm-hmm. would you say my dreams were left in ashes? Yeah, why don't you cry me a waterfall? <laughs> that just reminds uh, me of TLC. This is where we need mm-hmm. to integrate superb editing. Of, <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. God, someone's gonna. <laughs> someone back, listening is gonna start back. singing that song because it's gonna my get stuck in Sexual awakening head. was TLC, man. Woo. Um, you know, I, I to tie this in with our other conversation, I said, "Will 2018 be a down year for the Switch?" Now, this one I do respectfully disagree with our listeners. All I said was, "Will it be a down year?" That's it. And 68 percent said no. 68 percent said this will not be a down year for the Switch, which is fascinating. Morgan, you're running to me. pretty bad polls over there. I yeah. I think I'm running good polls. I'm just not happy with the results. What Those polls saying, are just Morgan, running away that... from you, man. Shut you! God, I can strangle you. <laughs> yes, Daddy. That's my kink. Go ahead, Fish. Continue. I was just gonna say, uh, don't you think that maybe Nintendo could top last year with this year? I mean, they did great last year. Make a and... case. Make a case how they top Zelda and Mario. How? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, maybe word it so it's obvious you're referring to last year, which yeah, I think people would be it's much more likely to agree with that. It's only been around for two years. It's only got one year to fucking compare to. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, I don't have to agree with them, but the people believe that this will not be a down year. So they're basically saying, shut up, Morgan. We love our Switch. Go eat a bag of I dicks. I know I am. That's exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's gonna be the next poll. Should Morgan go eat a bag of dicks? <laughs> it's gonna be hundred yes. percent. I, I will yes. pay, I will pay people to say yes. Just so you actually do <laughs> Put it. That poll up. Put that poll up. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it up. I'm putting it up. I'm putting it up. Just don't let me forget. That's gonna be the next poll. I'm serious. Um and that actually might make me sad. I might I might laugh about that and then like I'll be like, oh I'm kinda sad now. <laughs> Don't take, don't you dare take it down. I won't. I'm brave. I leave everything up. Um, and then the last poll we did is something we're going to try after this Star podcast. Wars? It's something we're going to try after this podcast. Um, it is Final Fantasy IX YouTube series with Chompcast crew commentary. 64% said yes. So a pretty sizable amount. There was a handful of Final Fantasy IX haters. I would like to say the context was that Shay had never played Final Fantasy IX. So 
the fact that there's somebody within our little the fact that I know a living human being that hasn't played a PS1 Final Fantasy is shocking to me. The fact that Shay has waited this long to play a Final Fantasy game from the PlayStation 1 era is just plain despicable. Just despicable. Um, it's reprehensible. Vile. You vile creature, you. I'm a <sighs> douchebag. Anyways. I want to thank everyone for participating in these polls, and there will be more fantastic polls to come. Uh, moving on, we have As soon have as they come a... back from running away. God damn. Mm-hmm. Yes, as soon as they're back from running away. You guys are really latching on. You guys are latching on to that strong, aren't you? Just... <laughs> you guys got to take everything I say so goddamn literally. <sighs> All right. Let me collect myself. Got a lot of energy tonight. This diet... Dr. Pepper's going strong. I'm back on caffeine, guys. I'm back on caffeinated beverages. Are you guys proud of me? Thank you. As much as 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 we always are. (laughs) (sighs) Anxiety disorder be damned. Got to do it. I'm working a lot more and I want to be crashed out. so. Um, So Josh said something this week that literally made... I was flabbergasted. Now, I know that sounds raunchy, like, you flabbergasted me and now my hindquarters are sore, but no, I was flabbergasted when Josh said this. Now, if you're, if you're listening, I want you to um, turn up the volume a little bit. <clears throat> Please sit down. What? Sit, sit. <laughs> so you don't yeah. get flabbergasted. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want to, you really don't want to be standing <laughs> when you get flabbergasted. It's, it's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> Protect yourself. <laughs> Uh, Someone's gonna look it up and be that. like, flabbergasted? <laughs> is that some like anal nitrate thing? What is going on? Flabbergasted? <laughs> uh, nah, we're just idiots. Can... Don't look it up. We're, we're idiots. <laughs> Don't look it up. Um, uh, you can look it up, but we are also idiots. Alright, so, uh, so Fish sent me this last night, and this is basically, I, I don't know how to get this from, because, um, Josh had sent it to me earlier this week, and then I erased it, and I was very angry at myself, so I had to rectify my my mistake. But this Could is what you say, Josh since you're being flabbergasted, me. you were rectifying it. Oh no, man this this show has been just too asshole centric for my taste. <laughs> Better than the usual penis really centric mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, Two scoops yeah, of yeah, asshole. We're switching it up. And we're next on the penis centric podcast, the PCP. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a weird uh that could be turned into a weird drug metaphor we're gonna stop there um so josh sent this to us when he was playing shadow of the colossus the remake for the playstation 4 well i'm gonna read this like josh well not close to as good as the original it's the same damn game someone scribbled extra detail over van gogh and tried to make it hd Good job. It's relevant for another generation. Is that, is that good? That was spot on. <clears throat> spot on. Thank you. So, I don't understand, Josh. This is a beautiful remake we talked about last week. You better explain yourself, because now I am flabbergasted. <laughs> You've ruined that word, Morgan. Well, or maybe I have brought the it The correct word is prolapse. Prolapse. No, Shay, you quit 
at you. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Morgan. Morgan, you got me wrong. I'm talking about that new um, sports store that I'm going to open up um, here in Japan. Pro, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be very lucrative, and it's going to be you walk in and it's going to be mm-hmm. shelves of different. Pink yeah, you just sit gym down. Socks, just mm-hmm. shelves of pink gym Prolapse socks. RS. Yeah. Okay. You sit down gotcha. there. And somebody the store, immediately the sizes you for the socks. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Prolapse. It's, it's well, great I mean, it's for about running. Laps, that's like, why. That's like why. running, right? Absolutely. Running. It's yeah. about yeah. taking running seriously. So therefore, you're mm-hmm. going to be a pro at running laps. Pro laps. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's my we new really hammered that one home that's my next if you didn't get the venture. joke we really hammered it home for the past three minutes so i hope you enjoyed it um go ahead josh explain yourself explain yourself well with all these new remakes coming out especially the ps4 ones we've seen uh-huh. complete reworks of the graphics just complete changes um and so people are going to have better access to these new versions and have no idea what the actual game is. Just just no clue. And Shadow of the Colossus in general, I was talking about this with the other guys, it's strange the things they considered sacred that they did not touch at all. Like, the graphics, completely redone. From scratch. There's, there's basically nothing that's the same there. The animations are very likely the same animations just retooled onto these new skins. Um, And it's bizarre, because the animations were much more impressive than the graphics when the original game came out. They were astounding. They were all hand-keyed animations that just looked so unique and so beautiful at the time. Um, And now they stand out as obviously not as realistic looking because they have much, much higher definition models attached to those animations. Um, and there are lots of little issues like that. For, for example, the characters in this game look fucking nightmarish because they are essentially just the original PS2 characters as if what they looked like on the PS2 is exactly what they would look like as humans instead of applying any imagination to what's going on there. Um, Are you talking about like the cutscenes mostly? The, the cutscenes, even, even just the main player character, it's, it's bizarre. Okay. They're like oddly smooth looking. It's, 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 it's really strange. It's, they're, they're not good. Um, but what what do you think about the stars of that game, which is the Colossus is how they look and how they're animated? Because I feel they're like hit that's and miss. One Colossi. 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 Colostrum. Yeah. <laughs> Rostrum. Yeah, Colostrum. Yeah. It's the, the Colostrums. Yeah. What do you Colostrums. think about those Colostrums? Yeah. <laughs> the they're hit and miss. Some of them feel really good. A lot of the others, if something was muddy on the original game, they basically interpreted it to be rhino skin. And so you have a lot of monsters that look much more fleshy than they did in the original. Um, 
like in the original game, I interpreted the Colossi, the Colossi to be kind of rocky looking because they've got bits of architecture sticking off of them and stuff going on. And in this game, they look, you know, much more like animals, I guess. Living things? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's yeah. it's like stuff has changed. The the mood has changed mm. in a bunch. The opening cinematic the of the mood. game, they've drastically redone the looks of one or two scenes look better, the majority are worse. Instead of it being this cloudy kind of overcast thing, it's this bright night with a full moon and the color scheme is completely changed. It doesn't feel gloomy at all. It's it's just, they've They've taken a lot of artistic license with redoing certain parts of it, and then, like I said, just completely ignored others. Like, the characters, they kind of needed to... Something needed to be done with that. Because they just... I don't, I don't know. But, I mean... But they... It, people would be upset if you changed that. I mean, their well, idea was just to make it be true to what it was, but, but they didn't. Beautiful. They didn't at all. They completely redid stuff. What? The main temple... Has got like completely different architecture going on. It's 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 strange. It's tr- really strange the things that they decided to change. Um, it's just bizarre. Um, anyway, long story to get around to. In the last, I don't know, five years or so, they've started re-releasing a lot of the old LucasArts adventure games with new graphics, with new audio interface and stuff like that going on there is a switch you can flip to go back and forth between old and new graphics old and new audio everything going on there and i feel like that's something remasters need at this point so you can see what the hell was the original game to know well when they build them from the ground up though i don't know if it's as easy to, i know halo did that i just don't mm-hmm. know if it's as feasible when they even if they use the same code when they build it from the ground up i don't know how, how feasible that is to just have a one button switch over you know yeah i don't think it's as feasible in some of these larger games but i would much rather and i, I mean I said, I said this before something more along the lines of the ps3 remake which was basically just stick an hd camera in the original game and let's and let you play it on the new system. Um, so you would rather play the PlayStation Two version of Shadow of the Colossus if you want to replay this game again. Yeah. You'd rather play that. The the nicest thing, wow. the absolute nicest thing that this version has going for it is the ability to use a wireless controller. That is that is it. Because I can sit a little farther from my TV playing it on the PS4. That that is. That is the pro to playing the PS4 remake. I'm sure our listeners are flabbergasted as well. Well, I mean, I, I don't agree with you, but I mean, I, it is what it is. You, I think you made all your points well. I just don't know if I agree with them. Um, yeah. it's, I'm sorry you feel that way, I guess. It's, I feel like maybe, Josh, you hold the original on such a high sacred esteem that there's no way they could really make you happy. That's just a theory that I have. I mean, possible. It's possible, but... All right. You did get the trophy for beating it in under uh, five hours that Fish couldn't get, so good job on that. Hmm. You're the true Colossus killer. Yeah, that one surprised me, because I was not going for a speedrun going through that game. 
just kind of happened. I've I've beaten those things so many times that, yeah. You know, um, okay, well, fair enough. I mean, it's it's. A, I don't. I was noticing this kind of going through it, and then uh, the last couple of Colossus, I was having more of those touch and go issues that. I forgot from the PS2 era that you could see in The Last Guardian mm-hmm. where you'd have trouble getting stuff to respond. Like there was one point where I was standing in a specific spot to get a Colossus to ram the pedestal and he wouldn't do it. And then I got off the pedestal and stood on it again. He didn't do it, got off again, stood up there and he did it. And he was ramming it, but it wasn't triggering the cutscene. Uh, stuff like that was happening to me. Weird, like mm-hmm. kind of finicky things, you know, because in, in these games, you sometimes you have to like kind of lure the. Yeah. the creatures into doing Were you things. shooting arrows a... at it to get them to... I was was there not supposed to be No I I'm, I'm just I'm curious about that cuz I don't I've well, never I had that happen in to... the several several playthroughs I've had of the game even even on the remake I didn't have that happen so I'm curious I'm curious about I, exactly what I had what an it... issue with the um hmm. uh on the on the fifth I it's one of the last cl- the really big one that you have to get him to break the bridge and mm-hmm. um he's like a big gorilla colossus you have to climb, he steps on the ground, you have to climb up that slab yeah. underneath his foot. That one, I was standing in the right spot, I thought, and he was, and he was swinging at me full strength, and it wasn't triggering the cutscene. I moved my Wanderer character over about a foot, and the cutscene triggered, because I wasn't standing exactly where it wanted to be to, to break everything down. So I was finding, like, these little things that, like, were kind of touchy for me, and I don't, maybe it was just bad luck, but I was... Having some, and there was this weird thing that happened to me where there's this one Colossus that charges the, so there's one that's scared of fire and mm-hmm. you have to climb up this lamp uh, or climb up this little, um, altar and grab a stick and light it on fire and jump down and you kind of scare it with the fire. Right. Well, the first time I ran in there, I, f- I hadn't played the game in years, so I forgot what I was supposed to do. It ran at me and it charged it and it knocked the stick down. Right. Yeah. So I picked it up and I was like, oh, this is okay, what am I supposed to do with this now? I'm running around and it killed me. Turns out you're actually supposed to climb up the altar first, then have it charge it um, once you have the, the flame or whatever, right? So it accidentally confused me because it charged it when it wasn't really supposed to do that. It's supposed to charge you when you climb up, right? That's the idea. You have to climb the altar first to get it to charge you. But I accidentally got it to trigger that at a different time. So. What I'm trying to say is I had these like weird kind of frustrating occurrences that were happening to me. That one specifically was always an odd boss because it's the only one where you ever pick something up. Yes. And there's no button to pick things up really that I was aware of. It's it's the same button you use to pick up all the collectibles, but it's it's still, it's still a strange choice because. Yeah. Yeah. And like we mentioned before. The collectibles are optional. Yeah. The collectibles are completely (laughs) optional. So if you completely miss them up until that point, you have no idea how to pick something up. So even during that fight, there's not a little thing that pops up and says, press R2 to pick up the item. And that would have been helpful, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I had a problem with that as well. Like I, I killed one of those white tail lizards and I was like, oh yeah, how do, how do I actually pick it up its tail so I could get my grip meter up? And yeah, it took me a while. And, and I, I think R2, picking it up with R2 is a little weird. I, I instinctively went for square, which I thought it would be. Most games go for that, I guess, but yeah, having it on R2 was very weird. 
Yeah. There's just there's just some little things with that game, and I think the last boss is kind of weak, which it just sucks yeah. because I oh, think that yeah, the, the last boss is much harder on the remake too because they yeah. made the graphics so much better that you can't tell what the fuck you can climb on that thing. Like there are particle effects yeah. going off all yes. over the place. There's so much lighting shit going on. You cannot tell what you are doing on that boss. And and more the the last colossus is will colossi will knock you down um, more in the back portion of the game. And the wanderer when he gets knocked over, it's the most annoying thing in all of gaming. He just lays there on the ground for ten minutes, and he's, he's so fucking slow. To st- mm-hmm. He's so slow to stand up, and then he gets smacked again. Like those charging ones, they could literally charge me. Yeah, you can get stun locked completely. Up. You can get stun locked completely. Yeah, on the, you just on the, the charging ones. Um, and that's that's just not good game design. I'm sorry, it's not good game design. So yeah, I, I actually yeah. really love that about. I love that about those um, levels or those bosses is like the ability to get knocked down, and then they just keep hitting you around and you can never get up it, it, it was like a simulation of being yeah. fucked by your government uh-huh that's really what they're trying to say uh-huh. there's there's a lot of hidden things in there i mean there's no way they didn't test yeah, that it's and not like the big ones you need to be afraid that. of like, it's the little ones yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly right but they're afraid of fire so keep that in mind um that's like an arson thing i didn't want to go down that's, that road. no it's not arson it's it's a revolt it's a riot. Anarchy. We're afraid of riots. <laughs> Let's burn the towns. God, I had no idea there was so much in there. So, my intimation, I'm not, I don't think the game is a bad game. I still love it. I just noticed a lot more little things this time around as an adult yeah. gamer that I, I definitely glossed over when I was That's, younger. That makes sense. I mean, like, just mm-hmm. playing it my first time, it w- there, those were definitely some of the quirks I noticed is like getting knocked down repeatedly was absolutely frustrating. The last boss, um, like Josh was saying, it's kind, it was kind of hard to find out where to go, uh, like to, how to climb yeah. up that thing. And that's okay. I mean, like that's, that's trial and error. It is what it is. That's part of the yeah, game. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um, but fuck, man, that game was beautiful looking from beginning to end. I love, I love how, like personally, I think the game was phenomenal looking and I was thoroughly pleased. Um, it was, I mean, like, and some of those bosses are so epic, too, man. Like, I think it's the 13th boss, if I'm remembering correctly, the one in the sand that has has all those, like... The three, dragon? Yeah, the gas bags. Yeah, dude. That, yeah. I mm-hmm. love that The pus boss. sacks, you just shoot it. It's got really oily yeah. skin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, was, it was cool because it's like, you actually get to use aggro. Because most of the time, you don't really need yeah, to use yeah. you just, you just You just go throw him to the side, and then he just randomly runs up on you as you're trying to, like, shoot something mm-hmm. with an arrow. And you're like, get, get the fuck out of here, horse. You know, but this one, well, you're like, actually There's one fight where you get to use him, but... No, that's a good point. There's one fight where you get to use him. It's a, it's a really cool Colossus. It's the sandworm. But, like, it's kind of awkward because you have to, like, turn around while you're riding him and shoot the sandworm in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, really kind of uncomfortable yeah. and awkward. Yeah, and that one was harder on the remake as well. I don't, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but it yeah, seemed that, like that his eyes were off. above the sand way less than in the original. Like, I, Really? Yeah, it, I got that in one shot, and I uh, thought it was season, uh, humble but... brag day two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like in the original, like, he was Shadow basically shaped like a bus. Mm, mm, yeah, mm, like, I was vaping, yeah. and I did it with one hand. Mm, mm, mm. My wife was tugging oh, on my nuggins while just... I was doing it. Mm. Nuggins? Huh. 
Hmm. That's how I feel about that word. I don't um, refer to them as nuggins. Well, I no, just he did. <laughs> He's in. <laughs> the term uh, no, of endearment. I, I really like the the original PS2. Like they they use they push the PS2 to its max um, as far as graphics go, and uh, it, it turned into like almost an art piece. Even though they had, you know, there was limitations with draw distance, and they had to hide that with fog, and all that. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed this this full on remake and reskinned sort of um, take on this game. Yeah. And if if I wanted the the same the exact same um, Shadow of the Colossus experience, I would have booted up my PS2. Dug oh it out. yeah, that's but, a good way of putting yeah. it. Which, yeah. But mm. I, I, yeah, I did. I, I did. I did like the. I, I didn't necessarily like the fact that they didn't try and reanimate um, some of the characters um, for those cutscenes because that's where it kind of did show its age and it sh- just showed that they just reskinned them and not necessarily, yeah, not made them yeah. walk around. Well, I mean, that like, w- very unnatural. Yeah, but I told you, fish. They didn't reskin it. I looked it up. They built the whole game from scratch, but they just built it with the over the. the, the we you with the same coding basically, but they it's con- completely constructed from scratch. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It's it's all new textures all over everything, but everything's place in the same location. It's just reskinned. More, it's like definition it's, textures. It's like a, if if a yeah. I'm not even gonna make that joke. Never mind. Yeah, no, it, it but was. It's, not. it's basically but, rehash. Uh, but anyway, we can't. I mean, <sighs> anyways. Yeah, I mean, the parts that I enjoyed the most were like the forests and stuff, where the HD graphics didn't completely change the mood of the game, because the draw distances were already really small on the original. Like when you get into these forests, you're seeing more or less the exact same aesthetic as in the original, but with just better graphics and stuff like that looked amazing. Whereas when you're out exploring the world, it felt very different than the original because it's it it's much less mysterious when you can see absolutely everything yeah it, it felt smaller like it that world definitely felt smaller yeah it did I would say. like i felt when i played through the original game and i've played through it several times i never really felt like i got a like a, a really good grasp on where everything was mm-hmm. in that game yeah. and i've played well, through it well, tons of times and in this that one, I know where everything easier, is in that game now, since I've played well, it being able to see everything from everywhere. I do think it made the navigation a little easier in this one, like some of the weird spots where you had to travel through a tiny crack in the mountains or something like I just felt like because it was a little easier to see in the world, I had I didn't get lost as much. And I don't think that was all muscle memory. I think that has more to do with just enjoy like and I prefer that. But I, I see your point. Um I will say this, I will and then agree. I guess we can move on if you guys, I actually if you guys want. Is it okay if I agree with you really quick? Because some of the navigation, it, for me, never having played the game, was kind of annoying uh, to me. And that's, it was, it was really nice to be able to figure out where the fuck I was going. So if it was harder in the older game, I may not have liked it. Well, it wasn't it's really harder. Out. You still had the sword to tell you where to go. That that all played out the same. The big difference was just that you couldn't see as far into the distance. Distance, yeah. So it just made everything yeah. feel mm-hmm. more mysterious. Yeah. You didn't you couldn't yeah. see everything until you were closer to it. 
Um, that makes yes, sense. which meant a little more trial and error, and yeah, it, yeah. I wouldn't say, and that could be an illusion. I just felt like it was easier to explore, but that's that's all I'm telling you. I don't know for a fact. It just felt like the world was a little easier to navigate for me, and maybe that was because it was easier to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's quite possible. Right. So it's still yeah. great, though, Josh. Come on, go ahead, fish. You're allowed to chirp in there. I see fish leaning in. Yeah, I was just gonna in. say. Uh, that's fine and dandy, Morgan, but you played it on easy, so <laughs> ah, fuck your off. opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. Oh. That's true. Fucking garbage ass yeah. opinion. Yeah, oh, on easy they have little little up? yellow arrows on the ground that point you exactly where to walk. No, mm. no they don't. <laughs> it's just like a trail. Actually, of if you rocks get on aggro, he just takes you straight there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like dead space. It's just autopilot. Dead space had that cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would be a no, no. Um, I will say this one kind of funny thing. I happened to me on easy that I thought you guys would appreciate uh, on one of the, the classes at the end, um, right before the last one where you have to, uh-huh. he breaks the bridge and you have to jump on his back from up high. And then he, his last phase is he smashes the ground and you have to jump in his palm of his hand. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And you have to stab That's, the palm yeah. of his hand. The gorilla. Well, on easy. You can actually completely get rid of his life bar in the first jump, like when you're on his back, mm-hmm. and you have to shimmy down to his, his arm or his shoulder or whatever. So I, I stabbed him all the way to where his health bar was completely gone. There was no blue left. It wasn't even on the screen anymore. The bar actually disappears from the screen on easy, and I dropped to the ground, and I thought it glitched. I was like, what do I do now? There, He doesn't have any more health. What's going on? So I ran around confused, and uh, it turns out, I had to climb his arm, and when I stabbed him that time, there was just no health bar. He just instantly died. So, easy is so easy, they didn't create a life bar big enough they, they did to that process in this, the damage. No, they did that in this one, too, because when I, when I got him all the way down on his health on the arm, the life bar disappeared as well, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm done, but like, I still oh, had to stab oh, the hand. Did, okay, so that wasn't... It wasn't, yeah. Oh. It happened to Okay, me so I'm not just going crazy. All right. Well, I thought nope. I had a cool story. Thanks for ruining it. Forgive, You're forgive the developers for making a small bug, Morgan. God, don't be so hard on them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not. They allow you, a masterful... on, on easy and on normal as well, they allow you to chip down the health quite a bit more with arrows and stuff. Just incidental yeah. damage. Yep. Whereas on hard mm-hmm. mode, if you're not hitting a weak spot, it does... Basically, you get one attack with an arrow that'll do any damage whatsoever to a non- weak point um i don't think they needed a health bar this is the kind of game that could have existed without a health bar and been just fine i mean i don't feel like it added anything it just annoyed me when i would like be about to kill it and it would have like one speck left and it would throw me off to the ground i was like well that's great it did need a health bar i gotta climb it again because there are several times when you have to decide whether or not you can kill it before you run out of grip strength which will drastically change your like whether or not you need to climb back up and get a little bit of stamina before you you know, try to get in Fair two enough. more hits. So you got you got to just finish thrusting. Like I know you're like when you're low on stamina, like you want to stop. But you just got to You got to finish. You started a job. You got to finish it. You got to thrust. You got to keep grip. Thrust through the pain. You got to hold. Get a good hold of it. Grip on real tight, and don't let go. Yeah. Lessons to live by. Those short hairs um, are good for. <laughs> And on the next episode uh, of Gas Station uh, Philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Holding okay, your stroke. So bio, 
um, bio break article this week. I want to say the monster hunter for the end of the show, because I think, uh, shit, I actually meant to go backwards because I was going to save Shadow of the Colossus in case we do spoilers. Oh, well, it's all out of order. Who gives a fuck? Um, the bio break article this week, if you're new to the show, we do an article where basically because we have a biologist on the crew, Shay, over in Japan, um, we started talking about biology and, and animals and science and all sorts of cool stuff every week and as our bio break portion. And um, every week we grab an article and we discuss it for fun. And this week, the article, of course, from ScienceDaily.com the good old faithful place that we go, although it's probably at a couple other places as well, is about cuttlefish. And the article title is How the Cuttlefish Spikes Out of the Skin. Neurology study reveals surprising control. And the summary of the article is, wouldn't it be useful to suddenly erect 3D spikes out of your skin? Hold them for an hour, then even faster retract them and swim away? Not really, but I mean, whatever. Octopus and cuttlefish can do this as a camouflage tactic. A new study clarifies the neural and muscular mechanisms that uh, underlie this extraordinary defense tactic. So I read that all. It didn't make any sense to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I could read that 10 times straight, and I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Um, so, Shay, can you please give me some clarity here? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, um, for sure. So basically, uh, these cuttlefish have these little spikes that they protrude in order to protect themselves from predators and what's interesting about this article is basically instead of using energy or atp which is generated by the what uh-huh. anyone what is it what is atp generated from oh god this is like worse than science class it's, come on. it's the powerhouse of the cell morgan yep come on you starts with an m go ahead fish jump in for me mitochondria Thank you. That a boy. So instead of using ATP in order to protrude these spikes, they actually, so the smooth muscles in the cuttlefish act as a, almost like a lock and key mechanism. So that there, there are these, the, the neurons aren't essentially being fired. It's just, or a neurotransmitter, excuse me. It's just the muscles and it's creating a lock and key and it's cool. And they can hold this for a long time. And what the scientists found is that it's very similar to the way a clam closes its shell when a predator is nearby and it can't be forced open because of the same lock and key mechanism, which is really, really cool Hmm. that they can do this without expending any energy. It's that's a, that's a really good way to protect yourself because in the animal kingdom, one of the main things you got to store energy for is if you're trying to get away from a predator. So the fact that they've figured out a way to protect themselves while not expending any energy means that they're more likely to survive. That's a really cool thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so they're conserving energy. Basically, it's a, it's a way for them to save energy and escape. Yes, exactly. And it's cool because it's like, it's not only biology, it's also physics because it's the tension of those smooth muscles that is causing yeah, that lock yeah. and key mechanism. So it's really cool. Which they think about the design of that stuff. Like I know some people believe in religion and some people don't. I don't like to delve into that on the show. That's not what it's about. But the idea when you look at like evolution or creation or whatever you believe in, but when you look at how something is made, like something like that and how it works together, even something just more obscure like a cuttlefish 
but it's so complex. It's just, that's what's just fascinating to me about all these different things. Like in the smallest recesses and corners of this world, there's such complex, um, I'm trying to find the right word. Intelligent complex. design? Yes, yes. That's yeah, kind of that's kind of what you're talking about. Is like the whole intelligent design type of thing where yes, uh, yes you yes. think that there there's the possibility. Not you, but like a person is thinking possibly with how complex creatures are that something greater had to create these. But what's interesting about that because it's a good it's actually a good transition for the second part of the article, which is really interesting, is that these scientists actually stumbled upon another really interesting scientific question, which is what scientists want to do is that they found that the, their, the little spikes are called papillae, that the papillae action is similar to skin iridescence in a squid. So evolutionary, evolutionary timeline of that is basically at some point that these neural circuits were similar and they've diverged. And like you think about that in your head, and it's like a squid and a cuttlefish don't look super similar. I mean, they maybe they have some similarities but for these two vastly different creatures have just like a similar neural circuit and to be that far away you know like that just speaks to me Mm. to speaks to evolution and you know if other people believe in intelligent design maybe they believe in like that template kind of setting the grounds for something like this but it's it's interesting to see that it reminds me a lot of um Oh, no, I apologize. Go ahead. Oh, it was just like a random statement, basically saying it's just, to me, it's cool to see two vastly different ways to protect each other, like themselves, like papillae action versus iridescent skin be almost identical. And it's just the way the neural circuits ended up diverging through evolution. So. Well, ladies, if you want to get Shay excited, just talk about iridescent skin. It's the way right into his little Japanese condo. You know, I it reminds me a lot. It helps of... to have iridescent skin too. Just you know, <laughs> another pro there. So yeah, it it um it reminds me a lot of like I can't oh, see you. It, uh, <laughs> Stop doing this! Don't take it so fucking little. Um, well, ir- that's it, not iridescence, anyways. Yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of. Like Pokemon evolution, not to bring it back to video games, but you always see that Pokemon that evolves into like a similar creature, but a different creature. And you're always kind of like, oh, that's cool. It's a clam, but then it kind of evolves to a squid. Like the way you're talking about that, it kind of reminds me of sort of like that loose connection or like, uh, like if they're designing a new Pokemon that they would look at the um, cuttlefish and then maybe look at some sort of a squid and find a mixture of the two. Uh, That's just where my brain goes with that one. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. I mean, like it's, it's. I know a lot of people like you look at Pokemon and you're like, how did that evolve from this thing? Cause like that doesn't make sense because you look like you look at Charmander to Charizard. That kind of makes sense. Like a little gecko turns into yeah. a fire dragon, mm-hmm. but then you look at something yes. like, uh, I don't even know off the top of my head. Like, uh, yeah, I was trying random. to think of a good example, but Dratini, Dratini to Dragonite, like this little eel looking thing that turns into a dragon. And you're like, I kind of yeah. see it. I kind of see it. Kind of don't. But like just something like that. And then you think, well, how would this creature have the same moves? Well, you, it's evolution. You know, it's like divergent pathways. Yeah. So it, it is, it is kind of yes. interesting to look at yes. Pokemon that way. 
And it is Pokemon evolution. And, and just like that, a little fire chicken in Pokemon that evolves into a Power Ranger. Um, so there's all sorts of crazy things that, mm. uh, God, what's, what's that, that thing Blaziken? that evolves into Blaziken? Blaziken? Yeah, oh. Blaziken. Oh. How dare you? Fire Ranger. Suck it, fish. <laughs> Any stab I can take at the stupid Blaziken, I will take it. Fire chicken. That's right. You were Team Charizard, weren't you? Filthy traitor. That's right. Speaking of which, I, I, I didn't ask you guys. If you guys had voted in that poll, would you guys all have been Team Charizard? Charizard. Yeah. yeah oh my God, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's a cool article, though, and always a nice segue for us to talk Pokemon. I can't wait for Pokemon to be good again so we can talk about Pokemon uh, in a fun way. Although, we found a way to talk about it today. So. That's what I love about our show, creatively finding a way to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um, and then uh, that's kind of rounding up the show here. Fish also said something. It didn't quite leave me f- flabbergasted, but um, Fish was sending me messages this week. He's like, that's right. I love Monster Hunter. I love it. And I don't care what you think, Morgan. And he was very adamant about this. And he wanted to talk about it on the show. So. Yeah. Part of me I- was a little sad that he returned that game. And I was left in the monster world all by myself. And that was me lashing out to you. Mm-hmm. Cry to for you. help. Cry for if, help, yeah. If you were, like, marrying Monster Hunter, I would have been, like, whenever the priest says, does anyone here object, please, now, or speak, or forever hold your peace? I'd been like, I object! I fucking object to this goddamn <laughs> game! No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I, um, I love that game. Like, it, it's seriously... It, it plays on a lot of stuff that I've enjoyed through my my years of a game being a gamer. Um, that being, um, I guess fighting monsters. Um, and fighting monsters. You like fighting and, monsters? Get out of here! I love it. <laughs> uh, and, and, <laughs> sorry. Um, and collecting gear. Um, I like the fact that you you don't. Ex- you don't have an experience bar. Everything is essentially tied to the quality of uh, uh, items that you craft from the materials of uh, monsters that you do defeat. Um, so the, the progression makes sense, and it doesn't necessarily feel like a grind. Um, essentially, it, it, it is a grind, but it, it just doesn't feel like one whenever you're going through the game fighting the monsters. Um, and... and I don't know. I, there's there's something comforting about that. Um, going through the game and um, going through all the locales and everything. But um, I thought I beat the game because um, I, I came on Swords Magdros and for a second time in the game, and he's like this big monster that's mm-hmm. a big focal point uh, in the story. And uh, you finally defeat him and. Uh, I didn't get end credits, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe they just don't want to give you credits to make you feel like you beat the game. Uh, but that wasn't the case, because I got sent out on an expedition and fought a pukey pukey uh, in the wasteland. Once again, damn pukey pukey. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It, it, I, I, at first, I was like, oh, man, they're going to rehash all the monsters now and just make them stronger and drop better loot but uh, i was wrong because the next mission takes you back to the ancient forest the first area and i fought this new dragon that i'd never seen before 
and it, it, it's a really cool uh monster like uh, it, he he's almost like a b52 bomber which is weird because he ha- he actually has little bo- little scales on him that he sheds hmm. off that fall okay. down and whenever he just like a b52 yeah, exactly. And like he dives bomb, he dive bombs on top of these scales, and they explode. Just and like so the B fifty twos. Yes, uh, it, it was it was a really cool spectacle. Um, and yeah, uh, just the AI on those monsters as well as is, I don't know. It, it's it's not the adequate. best, but yeah, it's good. Definitely That's good. adequate. Adequate, adequate. <laughs> yes. No, I, um, I, it looks like the end game is a little is kind of cool though. I mean, I, I like the idea that you can fight a lot of the the older monsters even over and over again when they drop different stuff for higher end versions of gear. Like, I really like that mud monster. So I'd be curious to see like is the higher end gear it drops like still associated with the way it looks, but it just looks a lot cooler kind of stuff like that. You know. So yeah. Yeah, and I was yeah. looking. You you could go through all of it. Um, I think most of it is just like a different color change, and maybe a few things change here and there. From what I've seen, I haven't unlocked all the uh, higher end, high rank gear, but um, yeah, most of them is just like there's two different sets. There's an alpha and beta set, and um, they have slightly different color schemes to, to differentiate them. But the I believe it's the alpha set that has the stronger stats on there, where you get two different abilities instead of. They just look one. drastically different than the original set. Um, some of them do. Um, and there's of course new ones as well because yeah, there's still new monsters that I haven't fought. Um, and so so that's pretty much the 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 carrot on a string right now with this sort of a game is. Mm-hmm. To see what other monsters are out there. Because when you can do the loot grind all day, and it's not like Destiny. The point is kind of to get yourself strong enough to see new stuff. And if you enjoy the monsters right. and the battles and the spectacle, that's pretty much what you're, you're fighting for, right? To see something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of that's pretty fun. Um, yeah, and getting over the hurdle of actually connecting with someone online uh, wasn't that hard for me. Um, I, can't, sure. I can't get over it. I can't get over it, Fish. I can't. We played. I want to give a yeah. shout out. Um, to one of our listeners, because we this Saturday, uh, me and Fish got on and we played with one of our uh, listeners. It's hard. People ask to play games with us all the time, and I'm always telling them, like, look, it's just like super difficult for me to do that. Um, I have hard enough time playing with my best friends because our life is so busy, and we already dedicate one day to the podcast. We have families and blah blah blah. I don't want to bore you all the details, so it's hard to make that happen, but. Uh, things worked out, and we got to play with one of our friends here, uh, Cameron. From uh, he's one of our followers, friends, and listeners. And so, shout out to Cameron. Uh, thanks you. He was helpful. He jumped in our party, and um, yeah. he helped me. Uh, we helped us take down some big monsters. But again, I felt like I was holding the party back because every time we wanted to move on, I had to like go watch the stupid movie or the cinematic or do some dumb storyline thing, and they couldn't do it. I couldn't do the mission with them until I watched all that crap and they couldn't do it with me until I watched it either. So that I still, I just, it's hard for me to get, this is why I'm returning the game fish. If the online stuff was better, I think maybe there's nothing else to play. I could probably stick it out with you, but I can't applaud a game in 2018 
for being this ass backward. It's it shouldn't be this difficult. You know what I mean? And I'm tired yeah. of fighting with it. Why should I have to fight with it every time I want to go on a mission? Now I guess when you get to the end game, I assume it's all expeditions and stuff. No more story to fight through. Um, uh, well, it, it's still a story. Like that, you're you're given quests and you're given ob- objectives essentially. Um, but it's a little bit more open ended. Um, I mean, you could fight different monsters while you're out on those expeditions, and you're also yeah. not on a time limit as well. But um, I would it be the fu- same issue? Like, I'd still have to like initiate everything before I get you guys in my party, or uh, I don't think so because there isn't any cinematics that I've seen so far. I've I've only done two different, I guess, quests. Um, but if it's a new monster, you can't normally summon somebody in your party until you've tracked the monster and well, started that- the fight. That's the thing, though, is you're just going out on an expedition and uh, tracking down these monsters. So Okay, so they're all uh, expeditions. I'm not sure. I'm not maybe. sure. Maybe. So it's a maybe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, that's probably So the end game sounds better. It does, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, like, having to wait, sit through a cutscene, and then summon your friends in. Um, while it's, it, it doesn't make sense, it... It doesn't detract, I guess, from because essentially you just need your anybody in your party to come and help you defeat the monster, not sit there and sit through a cutscene with you. Um, but that's but what I'm I, saying. We couldn't just yeah. jump in a mission together. I'd have to go initiate it while you guys were waiting around for me, and it was like mm-hmm. it, it just sucks. It just sucks, and that's yeah. not even to mention the fact that starting a party is not as easy as it should be. It's not horrible. We got around it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Monster Hunter is the kind of game that you see the problems, and if you want to enjoy it, you basically have to find a way around them. You're you're constantly fighting what's in place, but it can be done. Yeah. And so. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the the online as well, playing solo, like, I would jump into other people's, I would look for SOS uh, flares um, from other people, and you just jump in right, like, you, you, you can search by what, uh hunt you want to go for what monster you want to attack um do you like playing alone but do you uh, play alone at all uh a little bit like i I go back and forth like if i if there's a particular monster that i kind of want to uh have a few uh kills on and get their materials like I'll, i'll jump into the online and i'll look for sos flares for that particular monster just so i can kind of get the get get all the materials to get a certain piece of gear that I'm going for. Yeah. Um but yeah, play, right. play, playing by yourself is uh, or playing by myself is just as rewarding to take down those monsters by yourself. It's just a little hollow. I will say this about the game. The nice thing I'll say about it, I like the game. It's a solid three out of five for me. I don't want to sound like I'm talking a bunch of shit on it, although I am. It's hard for me to fall in love with a game that feels very ass backward. But I will say this. I I did whip out the spear um, weapon. It's like as a projectile where you shoot these little insect creatures, and then oh, yeah. it's like the a, insect a leap. yeah, it's a sleeping spear. It's it's a lot more fun to use. So when you find a weapon that you enjoy, I still don't think the combat's that fun. But I found a weapon that made it a lot more interesting to me. Um, still yeah. fundamentally useless jumping on a monster's back. You jump on their back and you slap them around and you do one damage, one damage. What? It's the dumbest. No, fucking thing. You're not doing it right because if okay, you attack not. if you attack them enough, you actually do a big attack on them. You end off with um with the gun blade or yeah, the gun blade. What is it called? The gun blade? 
The charge blade? No, not the charge blade. It was the actual. Oh, you're using the gun blade. You should know what it's called. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I think it was like. It, it, it was, was the Lionheart. That's what it's called. It's called the Lionheart. Yes, the Lionheart. <laughs> and whenever you activate your limit break and use Frenzuken yeah. on them. Yeah. That's my problem. You jump on their using... back and then you stick yeah. the gun blade in their back and you blow them up. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you weren't doing it right, Morgan. You... Well, you're, you're probably right. I, I was frustrated with it, but I wish they would have felt, made me feel a lot cooler. And again, the game is kind of confusing, so I don't know what I was doing wrong. Fuck if I'm supposed to know. <laughs> the fucking game ain't going to tell me. Yeah. That's the game, though. Like, all that stuff you're supposed That's to the game. kind of learn on your own. And, yeah. and I like that. Like, I like that they don't tell you everything about their systems because there's a lot of systems in that game that can definitely deter some players into getting into it. Um, but, and of course, there's even deeper stuff that they don't necessarily mention or uh, give you a tutorial on. Um, and you just kind of yeah. have to figure it out on your own. I think Which I lost I like. the care. I, you're right, Fish. It's got that sort of mystery, like a like a Bloodborne, or a, not to the same degree, but it's mm-hmm. the same reason people like those games. I yeah. I just think that the carrot on the string wasn't strong enough for me with some of the other issues. I just I never got that addiction where I was like, oh, I need to get back in here. I yeah. I remember I remember the best day I ever had with it. Me and Fish were like, oh, we took down this big monster and we ran into the fucking armory and we got all sorts of stuff made. And I was like, yeah, I'm really digging this game. And then we walked out and we looked exactly the same. It's like, oh, we're twins. <laughs> we, we're in the same shit. But a lot of the high-end armor looks cool, and the fish loves it. So sounds like you're mm-hmm. going to keep playing it. So. Yeah. I got 50 hours into that game, and wow. yeah, I definitely want to... I at least want to see all the monsters and um, find Look. a set of armor that I want to get. And once I get that, I think I'm... I would say I'm done, but the... They're also going to be coming out with DLC for that game, so I'm curious what that DLC is. It's the be. new Destiny all over. I would. Can you imagine this fish? What if they actually made a good Monster Hunter game? Then you'd be real, real locked in. I don't know. Um, this is a pretty good game, um, but yeah, if they if they made one where I don't want them to streamline it, definitely don't want them to streamline it like yeah, they did with asshole. Destiny Two. But well, Destiny Two was it was fine. That wasn't the problem. It, yeah, it was fine, but like it just felt. Like, yeah, you could just get through it pretty quickly. and You might have put 50 hours into Monster Hunter, but I would guarantee you put 50,000 hours into Destiny 2, despite how much you... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say, yeah, Destiny has the better gameplay, but uh, I enjoy it. It's better everything, but I would like to see... What if they got together with, like, the Monster Hunter team got together with, like, uh, Bungie, and they said, look, give us some of the things that you guys do well with, with... destiny and we'll do some of the things we do well with monster hunter let's do like a collaboration you know what i mean mm. be cool yeah what destiny darkness hunter, hunter. <laughs> dark <laughs> uh, i couldn't think of anything destiny just has one name to work with so i didn't have a lot to to work with there um all right so that's our probably our last bit of monster hunter for a while unless something exciting happens um just to kind of wrap up the show here uh, it's been a fun one, and I think we have reached the end of this craziness. Um, thanks again, everyone, for the support. The at Instagram, uh, at, at Instagram, yeah, fuck, it's been a long show. I'm sorry. At um, Sword Chomp on Instagram. Uh, incredible comments in the community this week. Sorry if I didn't read your comment. I I'm trying to just change it up and read them as much as I can. Uh, a little bit more every week, and I want to do this 
every week I can as long as we keep getting such an incredible response because it makes our topic of the show a lot more fun and engaging. It's less about just reading people's comments and more about us having a conversation with people um, in a way, in spirit. So at least that's the way I look at it. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything big we got up this week. Since I just got a couple of Shadow of the Colossus videos up on the Instagram, nothing too crazy. And of course, the polls I talked about. So a lot of cool stuff coming next week. Um, as we'll have another fun show planned as we, as we always, as we always do. So thanks again for your support. And remember, if you just tell one person about the Chompcast, just one person, we will love you forever. Help spread the word. We are continue, you know, help us continue to grow. Um, help spread the word so Morgan can spread legs. Hopefully we'll edit that out. <laughs> oh, um, but with my luck, we probably won't. So it's been fun. Let's get the hell out of here. We got some stuff to test before the night is over as far as our whole Final Fantasy streaming yeah. experiment. So thanks for being with us. And it's been fun. And we will be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's recording?